Welcome back, true believers, to another exciting episode of the Not Funny Guys Presents Off the Reels, the internet's number one podcast on public library recommendations on quantum jumping and invasive replacement. This is episode 90, and today we're excited to talk to you, the listener, for seemingly the last official time about the MCU. Today, we're going to talk to you about the MCU's secret invasion and the Marvels. We're willing to ask the tough questions, like, how does one get rid of a whole litter of flurkins? Huh? Want to know? We're your favorite ne'er-do-wells, the Not Funny Guys, and I am your host, Casey, family Go home, Franklin. <laughs> and I'm joined by my two co-hosts, the other members of the Not Funny Guys, Dr. John, Will This Drive Ever End Evans, and Eric, I might have a family member in a cult line barger. <laughs> All of that Hunger. out of the way. And with saying Happy New Year, we'd like to remind you all that if it doesn't say Not Funny Guys, then it's not us. Gentlemen, say hello and Happy New Year. Hello, happy new, happy new Year. By the way, it's Barger, not Barger. I'm not a barge, you <laughs> son of a bitch. I'm fat, but not that big. <laughs> <laughs> You're a bar. <laughs> How's it going? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm all right. You know, it's been a week. It's been a week. I just drank some um, apple brandy. So, John, how are you doing, you quiet bastard? Oh, better now that I don't have a flat tire on the side of a godforsaken road. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm John, not you're... laughing at you. I'm laughing with you. Yes. Yeah, sure. You're a little quiet, just so everyone knows. I, I know. Something's weird with my mic. I'm going to turn right. it up and see what that is. this better or about that better? Is it's better now that you're deep throating it. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Ah, now we're explicit. God damn it. I was trying to no, keep us away. No, no. He's just spilling all of the big trade <laughs> secrets. That we need to know for our political story. You gotta stay really, <laughs> really close to the mic when you talk to us sometimes. And that way you can make sure everybody hears you. And it also makes you sound serious and why oh, so serious. Oh <laughs> uh, John, I started watching um the, I'm finally caught up kind of to Lego Masters, and I just got to the first episode of the fourth season. And they do a whole. Have you seen it? Have you seen, you've watched I, I've, not got, I've not gotten to the fourth season. Oh, okay, they're doing a bit now where they're showing Will Arnett in the VO room, and even he's like, "Why are there cameras in the VO room?" <laughs> I am following on Instagram one of the 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 female judge, Amy. Yes, Amy Corbett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She posts mm-hmm. stuff about the show. I know she does. She does. I follow her on the Twitters as well. I also follow Martha Stewart on Instagram. All right. Well, now we've derailed. Cooking it, cooking it, <laughs> derailed horribly. Um, Eric, did you lose it trivia tonight? Yes. Yeah. I, so, first of all, just you're going f- out of the year with a loss. I want to talk about it. First of all, for those listening, I am already drunk instead of as I usually do, getting drunk through the episode. <laughs> so, I apologize up front for any craziness that I may bring to the to the. To the forgetfulness. See, see, here it goes. Here it's already. Yeah, I've been doing. I've been doing trivia since five. It's what eleven. So we're good here. So and you're. Yeah, we came in fourth. You're you're drunk, and I'm drinking homemade wassail. John, what's your excuse? Sober. All right, all right, all right. Let's um, let's jump straight into. Can we uh, fix that, John? Can we fix that? Uh, no, he's at his parents' house. No, there there is some alcohol. I just not the one that I want to drink. So that's fair. It's Bud Light. He, 
It's just, and it's creme de menthe. That's all he's got. Creme de menthe and Bud Light. I don't think there's any creme de menthe. I'm sorry. Oh. You can go to the drive through liquor store. I know I could if I wanted to. <laughs> we can pause, ladies there's, and gentlemen. There's two of them. There's two of them now, by the way. Ladies and gentlemen, write in to notfunnyguys.offthereels at gmail.com and let us know, should we pause and let Dr. Evans go to a drive through liquor store? I think come back. Accurate, the well, responses are pouring in. Yes. Drink up, John. Your question would be, do you live in a place that has a drive through liquor store like we do? Well, like well, we used two of us used to. I don't live yeah. there anymore. Yeah, well, and neither do I. I'm just visiting family. But it's funny that I don't know of anywhere else that has drive through liquor like Mackinac. I think Georgia yeah. had drive through. Oh, no, he's looking at, at least when I was a kid. I had drive through liquor stores. I do remember that. I don't know if it still does. Right. I wasn't looking up. I was just pulling up something up for us and Geekly so we can get to the news because I have a Bam. fun little segment I'm going to do. Bam. Um, Let us not start with the sad news. Um, let's just see if there's anything exciting that has happened um, this week. So let's see. Um, Marvel looks like they are developing a or a Disney Plus show about heroes in the UK. So maybe Excalibur. Um, also, be maybe that's what Olivia Coleman is doing at the end of a show we might um, talk about today. I'd like that. I'd like to see an Excalibur. I, I'd also I would like too. to see an Alpha Flight. So. I ooh, which would you prefer, Alpha Flight or Excalibur? <laughs> That's a hard. That's a hard question because I'm a big Anglophile, so I would be socially be more inclined to go with an like an Excalibur, but I'd want it to be kind of Alpha Flight ishy. You know, mm-hmm. can we have a super team that's a little weird? I think for me, it would it would truly would depend on what is the team. Oh yeah, yeah, that's kind of what I'd be like too. Like if you're gonna give me Puck, um, then Alpha Flight. Puck. And what if you're not getting Alpha, Puck? Puck Vindicator and Sasquatch, and we will be good to roll. All right, all right. Well, we know we're. You better give me Lockheed if you're going to do Excalibur, though. Oh, but which Captain Britain do you want? Oh, I want Brian Braddock. Oh, see, I want um, Betsy. You can throw her in, but you don't have to have her be Captain Britain. You know, I want her to be the modern version of Captain Britain, like she is. Have me give me Union Jack. Um, That's got to be a given, considering everything we've seen in the MCU so far. Oh, I know. If we don't get Union Jack, something is wrong. Uh, let's see what else do we got? Um, some little, it's a little short hits today. Um, the Batman two script was reportedly, um, turned in right before Christmas, um, with some influence from earth one. And it looks like maybe hush might be the villain. Oh, that would be so, a good take. Yeah, I Thanks would, uh, I, yes, I agree. I know we can't talk about it yet, but what if is wrapping up and it has been quite fun. Technically, it's wrapped up at this point. I know, but I'm just saying for certain people who haven't finished watching it. This is true. <laughs> we will not be talking what if today, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so to get that out of the way, the way we will do what if is we will do a special little mini-sode um, sometime after one of us has finished watching it. And we'll just do a quick little rundown of it. And it'll be a fun little bonus for you. Oh, and it, so. it was a lot of fun. I watched the last episode tonight. It was hella fun. Yeah. Um, apparently, there was a at one point in time, an outline for a Tim Burton Catwoman spinoff that would have been her in another city and it would have been like a black and white noir film. I'm sorry, can I just speak about the headline right to the right of that one that says everything you need to know about Zack Snyder when it says he has a Rebel Moon R-rated cut that will be more brutal, more bizarre, and lots of sex? That's like Zack Snyder in a nutshell, strangely. 
I'm okay with that though. I haven't watched Rebel Moon. I'm not going care. to, but I don't care. <laughs> but I'm okay saying. with that. But that's like the funniest uh, headline ever because it's like, oh, that's kind of what Zack Snyder does with most properties if he can get away with it. Now I want to show you um, an image real fast, and I'm going to tell you some of the movies that are coming out next year. So one moment. I guess a good Holy time to talk about that. Or... Sorry, something fell in my office or somewhere. It scared me. You all got to hear it in real time. Well, we all got uh, to squeeze you that time the ghost came. Uh, no, Aren't that you was... enjoying this, ladies and gentlemen? This is the best for you. <laughs> it, it is. is such a... What a great podcast we're making here. <laughs> Welcome behind the scenes to where the sausage gets made, folks. <laughs> you know, it cracked me up. It cracked me up the scare. No, it didn't crack me up. scared the hell out of me. Um, all right. Well, I did um, at least... I got some pick, I got some saves of what I want. Oh, here's one thing I wanted. Hope oh, that was sorry, not that one. Hold on. Do 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 do. I saved it to my phone. One if second, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to know what happened, Casey's computer literally decided it had to be restarted and didn't like his password. It did do a meltdown so right every, before. Every piece of preparation he had done for like 15 minutes before the show started was obliterated. Yes, absolutely obliterated. So now he's trying desperately to catch up. I have it on my phone. I just wanted to show the image, but that's fine. We'll do it without the image. I'm just going to tell you some movies that are coming out next year because um, we got this strike thing. So here's the movies. I'm going to go through it fairly quickly. And um, you can tell me if any of these thumbs sound up, exciting to you. Sure. Thumbs up, thumb down. But don't say. Just do a thumbs up, thumb down so the audience will. No, no, no the audience will, will never be able to understand what happened. Exactly. All right. Here, okay. Here's Perfect audio medium. Not audio medium <laughs> thumbs up or thumbs down. Wonderful. You could, um, you'll have, you'll each, I'll give you one, two seconds after I, I'll do a two second break. You can say thumbs up, thumbs down as I go. Okay. Ready? Go. All right. January 5th, Night Swim. No, no, bad. So I'm going to give it a thumbs down until further. Yeah, notice. thumbs down. Don't know. Yeah. You can just say down or up. That'll be okay. a quick Watch way yourself. Fair enough. All right. February. February 12th, Argyle. Up. Thumbs up. February 14th, Madam Webb. Down. Thumbs down. March Thumbs 1, down. Dune 2. Thumbs up. Thumbs down. March 29th, Kung Fu Panda 4. Uh, down. Yeah, thumbs down. March 29th, Ghostbusters. Um, thumbs up, probably. Thumbs. I don't know. I haven't seen the one before this, so thumbs in the middle. Thumbs in the right. middle. April twelfth, Godzilla uh, Godzilla Kong. No, I don't give a rat's down. Uh, thumbs down. May seventeenth trailer. May seventeenth, if up. I don't know. Thumbs in the middle. May twenty fourth, Furiosa. Ooh, down. thumbs up. May twenty fourth, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Down. Don't care. Yeah, thumbs down. June 7th, Ballerina, a John Wick spinoff. I mean, no, thumbs up. June 14th, Bad Boys 4. Down. Thumbs down. June 14th, Inside Out 2. Thumbs down. I'm going to be a down on that one only because I don't think they should make a sequel to that. June 28th, A Quiet Place, Day 1. Down. down. Sorry, John. July 3rd, Despicable uh, Me 4. Down. Yeah, down. July 19th, Twisters. Down. I'll give it a thumbs up. Let's give it a shot. July 26th, Deadpool 3. Thumbs up. Yeah. August 9th, Borderlands. Like the video game? 
Yeah. Thumbs up. Keep in mind, it was supposed to come out two years ago. Thumbs down. <laughs> August 16th, Alien Romulus. I don't care. Down. Thumbs down. August 30th, Craven the Hunter. Down. Down. September 6th, Beetlejuice 2. Down. September 13th, Transformers 1. Down. Down. October 4th, Joker Faladu. Up. Up. November 8th, Venom 3. Down. Down. November 22nd, Gladiator 2. I'll be an up, but I don't expect to be impressed. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say down. December 13th, Lord of the Rings, The War of Rohrhim. Or however you pronounce it. What? Yep. Okay. It's real movies. Up. Wait, what was that? Lord of the Rings, The War. The War of the Rohirrim? Yes. Oh. Thank you. Okay. Okay. I'm assuming it's going to be a Rohan origin story then. I'm going to say thumbs down for now. December 13th, The Karate Kid, which, by the way, will be merging the two movies. It will have the original Karate Kid back plus um, Jackie Chan um, returning. Will it tie into Cobra Kai? No one knows. I'm going to be a down. Thumbs down. December 20th, Sonic the Hedgehog 3. Thumbs down. down. December 20th, Mufasa. Down. Down. There you go. Those are some of your movies next year. Great. I don't have that many to see. Cool. Yeah, It's a lot of movies. (laughs) Um, All right. So let's... um, We did the fun little bit. Now let's just talk about the sadness that happened today. Academy Award nominated actor Tom Wilkinson, best known as Ben Franklin from John Adams, has passed away at the age of 75. Is that what he's really best known for, though, Casey? It is to me. That's what I okay. always associate him with because I really love him in that. I love that uh, miniseries. Um, yes, I do realize he's in a thousand things. And I, he's in 129 projects. Yes. Um, apparently, there's at least one upcoming. Bone in the okay. Throat, apparently. Okay. Oh, he's in the TV mini. They did a TV miniseries of Full Monty. Oh, they wow. Did. Yes. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's a big bucket of win. He's in Snowden. Selma. He's in Selma. He's a. He's, he's an amazing character. Grand Budapest Hotel. The Lone Ranger. Who is he in that? Uh, Cole. I liked him in the Conspirator. He's in the Green Hornet. I forgot about that. The Conspirator he's in so many is such an underrated movie. It is, but it can. God, if you are not in the right mindset, it oh, is yeah, a slog. Yeah. Oh, no, no. <laughs> um. Yeah, there Evan he is. Rachel, Evan Rachel Wood's really good in that one too, and so is Robin Wright and so James say. McAvoy. Great cast all around. Let's, let's see what his first thing was since we're right here, real quick. His first thing was in uh, 1975, a TV mm-hmm. episode of Second House. Looks like his first mm-hmm. movie was The Shadow Line in 1976. Man, all right, such such a great actor. Um, he will he will definitely be missed, and I might also, go back Mafia and rewatch show. John Adams. Mafioso in Batman Begins. He was the uh, Falcone or whatever. Yes, he he is Falcone. He is um one of the picture the, they're using. Yeah, he's one of the better iterations of Falcone. True. Um. So anyway, sad sad day. Um, it would be missed. It was sad to see that this morning. Um, hmm. when I was getting up, I was waking up and uh, drinking my coffee, and that's what I saw. So, all right. Well. That is that is the news that is fit to be read by me as I have chosen because it's the end of the year and lots of people like to do top 10 lists and all that bullshit. 
Hey, folks, so, you're just, you're just good. you should just be happy, folks, that you get a, new, a fresh podcast because most people are already on vacation. I know, I know. Right? We're all so trying to avoid our families. <laughs> so let's um, let's do, let's do our podcast. Let's do our tops. Um, we're gonna do top fives. Um, I did do a full ten. Um, with two alternates. Whoa. I know. I'm. It's because when I was list pulling out all the things I liked, I was like, "Oh man, I got more than five. Um, I watch more movies than the rest of us. I did. Mm-hmm. I can tell you how many movies I watched no, real quick. No, no one wants to know that. Are you it's, sure? I mean, yes. inquiring minds want to know how many movies I watched this year. This does not include. This is not all new movies. This is just movies. I watched a total of two hundred and forty-three movies this year. Damn. Keep in mind, I need to preface this with um, 138 of them were MCU or were Marvel related. So you know know anybody who says inquiring minds wants to know basically is trying to say nobody cares, but I'm going to tell you anyway. I know, I know. And there's someone in France who is loving the fact that I just revealed that. Uh, All right, so I'll do my. I'm going to do my ten through six very very fast, and then um, we'll all just jump in and start um, doing together. And we'll see if we have any crossovers. I have a feeling at least one will probably be a crossover. My honorable mentions... It's worth prefacing that we all did this slightly differently. Yes, we all did. Uh, My honorable mentions, my number 12 and 11, were Prey and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. Um, Both good. If you watch Prey, I highly recommend the one that's subtitled um, over the English dub one. Have you told that to your so-and-so friend? Nope, I have not. All right, number 10, Stop Making Sense. I realize that is a movie from the 80s, but I had never even heard of it or seen it, and they did a re-release in the movie theater, so Stop Making Sense in my number 10. Number 9 is Dungeons & Dragons, the one that came out this year, not the one from the early 2000s. Uh, number 8 is Bottoms. Number 7 is Marvels, which we'll talk about later today. Um, number six is across the Spider Verse. Um, all right, so let's let's jump in with number five. Who wants to go first? Eric, thank you for volunteering. Number five. I'll go five. Um, so, uh, so I I I don't know. So I we we kind of talked about not doing Marvel. So I'm going to leave some of them out, but I've got some Marvel in here. That's fine. That's fine. I I clearly did. So if I started at number five. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to go with purely 2023 movies here, too. Oppenheimer. All right, and that's your number five. John, what's your number five? Okay, I want to say that I did where it was movies I saw this year and none were Marvel. My right. number five is 3,000 Years of Longing. All right. Which I want to say one thing about. Sure. The second, the last third or the second half of that movie was very disappointing. Hmm. The first half is, is excellent. Just critique. My um, my list, all of them, with exception of Stop Making Sense, came out this year. Well, actually, Prey was an honorable mention that was last year, but Stop Making Sense was a th- uh, not this year. Anyway, uh, my number five is Barbie. Really enjoyed the hell out of Barbie a lot. I've seen it a couple times. Um, Eric, what's your number four? Number four for me is Fast and Furious 10. Nice, nice. That's because I, w- I saw it with you. That's that's why. I that's totally why. Yeah. Um, John, what's your number four? Uh, number four for me is Vengeance. All right. Nice. Nice. That's my number four. Movie. My number four is Oppenheimer. Mm-hmm. Really good movie. Really enjoyed that. Eric, what's your number three? 
Number three, so this is where I start getting back into Marvel, is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I like that too. That was my number six. John, what's your uh, number three? That would be, if I was counting Marvel, that would be in there. But like I said, I'm not including Marvel. So my number three is I didn't see many other than Marvel. Clerks three. Nice. I forgot that was. Yeah. Was it this year? I'll tell you something, man. Was it this year or was that last year? That movie kind of bummed me out. So thanks, Kevin. Was that um this year or last year? I don't know. I saw it this year. It was last year, but that's that's fine. Okay. Um, I, I saw no. it this year. I didn't. No, I didn't see it until it came out on digital. So no, that's okay. I was like afraid. I was like, oh my god, did I forget about that movie? Because like, <laughs> I really did enjoy it. Um, what was that? What was that number? That was number three. That was number three. My number three is Guardians Volume Three. Because damn, does that movie like gut punch you yeah. with emotions? I mean, my movies would have almost all been Marvel if I hadn't left them out. So yeah. Um, Eric, what's your number two? Number two is Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Nice. John? Now, I don't remember if this was early last year or early this year, but Enola Holmes 2. Not, like, so I, I, hmm. is yeah, the I, first one good? Like I don't even... I like the first one. I love Helena Bonham Carter and what's her name from uh, Stranger Things, Billy, Bob, whatever. So it's worth my time to watch? Oh, yeah. No, they're fun. And All it's right. based off a graphic novel. Okay. And, uh, hen- hey, by the way, Henry Cavill is awesome, too. I, I know you want to have sex with him, but that's okay. My number two, um, I actually saw uh, Night Before Last, um, and it was really good. Uh, Wonka, I'm I'm sad to say, but I really, there, it is the guy who did Paddington, yeah. uh, and it, man, does it deliver. The music numbers are good. The, the emotion's all there. I saw it in a crowded theater. Um, because all the teenage girls were there to see Timothy Chalamet. Um, <laughs> and I, we can have some conversation about things I heard during that movie after we get done recording. But um, I really oh enjoyed goodness. Wonka. Way, I went in expecting a dumpster fire, and I was unbelievably surprised, and I've been singing the music for two days straight. Okay. So, all right, Eric, what's your number one? Barbie. Such the a Barbie movie. movie, isn't it? Oh, my God. It was great. John, what's your number one? Well, I will say that I have not seen Barbie or Oppenheimer, so they're not on my list. My, uh, my Operation Mincemeat. All, all right. about the uh, Allies' attempt to uh, throw off the Nazis from the, knowing that they were going to invade Italy. It's a fun story. My number one movie I saw this year was Wish. I really enjoyed Wish way more than I was expecting. It was beautiful animation. I loved the songs, the music. Um, Ariana DeBose, every time I hear that song, makes me cry. Um, so it's it's good times, really enjoy it. Highly recommend Wish. Uh, don't sleep on it, John. When it goes on Disney Plus, watch it, okay? Eric, when it goes on Disney Plus, watch it, all right? Um, that's where it's well worth your time. Man, we had Eric and I, you and I, we had some crossover there. We had uh, four things technically crossover. The only thing on your list that wasn't on my extended top 10 list was Fast X. So that's pretty good. That's pretty impressive. You wow. have got Fast X. I did laugh about Fast X because at the end, as I enjoyed it, but at the end of the day, if I'm doing like a top, these would be the ten movies I would say you should watch. Fast X gets cut out. Just it doesn't. I'm not going to recommend it to like to everyone. So I'll recommend it to to fast heads. But too bad. I know, but it was good. I really did enjoy it. Just there's a lot of good stuff this year. This was a solid year for for movies. And next year will be a very interesting solid year for indies. 
because that's like the, all that's going to come out next year. Yeah. Without, with, other than the, ex, the exception of all of the sequels that are coming out. Because there and are. Deadpool 3. Well, I guess that's a sequel. Yes. There are. This is. Here's the sequels for next year, real quick Joker 2, Dune 2, Smile 2, Sonic 3, Venom 3, Terrifier 3, Gladiator 2, Bad Boys 4, Deadpool 3, Inside Out 2, Beetlejuice 2, Paddington 3, Rebel Moon 2, Jesus. Ghostbusters 4, Despicable Me 4, Kung Fu Panda 4, Beverly Hills Cop 4. So I just want to say that Deadpool 3 does not feel like a, a, a sequel to me. I recognize that it will be, I recognize why it is, but because it's the first true entry of deadpool into the mcu mm-hmm. it feels kind of like a a new deadpool with an established character i can kind of see that i can see i that. mean we'll we'll see once it actually does the movie this is all me fully ahead of, ahead of myself predicting this but like it just in the hype of it it feels like a new it feels like a new beast it does feel like a new beast a little bit. I'm I'm very curious to see what they're going to do with this. Um, with this Let's movie. segue to the end credits of the Marvels now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's um actually he actually did bring in a small segue. Um, Sam from California Sam. wrote in and wanted to know what is the one thing you are all looking forward to in 2024. Eric, what are you looking forward to in 2024? No Marvel obligations. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, I can see that. I, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. I mean, if I if I'm talking about movies that I'm looking forward to in 2023 or 2024, sorry, it would yeah. be Deadpool three and Joker two. I'm Joker two, not as much for the story and stuff, so much as just to see how they pull it off. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's definitely on my list of. I just I got to know. I yeah. got to know. John, what about other than Dune 2, John? What's for you? Tenure. All right. All right. When do you find out? Uh, Sometime in the spring. Okay. We'll do a special episode called John Gets Trunk because he can. (laughs) Uh, My number one. uh, Do you want to do a movie that you're looking forward to? You can do Dune 2 if you want. I know. Dune is probably the one I'm looking forward to. Yeah. I knew it was the one you're. Um, I would have been am... on this for this year if it had not been a strike. So I know if, when I was going through the calendar, um, there's so many movies that are next year that were supposed to be out this year that all got pushed because of the SAG strike. Um, my um looking forward to is also like Eric's, then not be obligated to watch Marvel movies for a tiny bit. Uh, we joke, but man, is there a lot of Marvel movies that go through? Um. So there's that. Uh, but if we're looking at film things, uh, I actually will I will stick to and say proudly Deadpool 3 because I just got to know like what on earth are they going to do? Like how is this going to work? So that would be it for me. But also Beetlejuice 2 is one I'm looking forward to because I just got to know like yeah, how does that work? I get that. So um, Venom 3, like how much of a dumpster fire will it be? <laughs> Um, the election. Oh God! Will we? Will we? Ha- no will we be no in Handmaid's Tale? Uh, no uh, I know, I know. All right, so um, here we go. All right, so that is that. I'm going to because I finished it, ladies and gentlemen. I finished my New Year's resolution, 
he did which it. was to watch every Marvel movie um, and then anything related to the MCU that did include all the Netflix TV shows. So I did watch all the Netflix TV shows and I ranked them really quickly. And I'm just going to give you a very fast because I don't want to spend a ton of time on them. Ranking of the Marvel Netflix show. Um, so real quick, I love, 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 love how they um, weave characters in and out of every season. I thought uh, that was unbelievably impressive how you could have a beat cop in Deadpool, uh, um, Daredevil. And then by the end of the sh- series, out of all the Netflix stuff, he has worked his way up the system. And that's really cool that they bring back all these little characters. Give me Turk. I want Turk in the MCU. I also want Melvin Potter in the MCU. There were some duds. Man, were there some duds in this series, um, in these shows. There are 13 in here. So really quickly going from worst to best. Iron Fist season one. I'm sorry. Nope. Wait, this is worst. Sorry, worst. worst. So I'm starting. I'm going from 13 up. So number 13, the worst. Sorry, Iron Fist season two, not season one. Iron Fist season two. Season I don't know two's... that it hurts. Season two is pretty decent. No. No. <laughs> he ends, he's given up his powers, and so he has glowing guns now. Okay. Okay, fair. But it yeah. doesn't start with five episodes explaining who he is. Yeah, well, there's that. Number 12, Iron Fist season one. <laughs> <laughs> They're really interchangeable folks. <laughs> they, they really are. Um, number 11, this one hurt my soul a tiny bit. But um, Jessica Jones season two, because yeah. that storyline with the mom just drug on and on. Let me uh, guess season. Uh, let me guess number 10. All right. What's number 10? What do you think? Luke Cage season two. No, mm. no. Um, oh, Daredevil season two. Daredevil season two is actually number 10. Right. Um, so Daredevil season two. I think I should say the villains. There's no, they don't, the Iron oh, Fist okay. villains aren't anything really yeah, good. Yeah. Um, Daredevil, or Jessica Jones season two didn't really have a villain that was Marvel related. It was her mom. Um, season two of Daredevil was like two seasons split, like mixed together. So it was like Punisher introduction origin, which that part's actually good. It's the second half that's all about Electra and elect- building up Electra. That was not that good. No. So that is why that's number 10. Um, number nine, you want to take a guess? Uh, I'm going to say Luke Cage season two. Yes. Okay. That actually grew on me. It was actually my least favorite I, thing. I love, I, I don't know. I like all of Luke Cage. I thought in, as a series, it was solid. It was, it was bloated at times, but it was solid otherwise. It, so what put me off originally when I watched it was the end. I hated the ending where they uh, like, here, you now own the nightclub. Yeah. And that pissed me off. Watching it this time around, I'm like, God, this season's so good, except for that ending. So I can't hate it. But the I season's like better, better than one because of that, in my opinion. Well, I don't know. One no, starts off really strong. One's really good. Um, so anyway, I like um, Luke Cage number season two. Um, he, I, he doesn't... I, oh, he's fighting Bushmaster. Um in that season. Um, right. And I yeah. like Bushmaster because yeah, I actually yeah. like your root for him. And he's a decent villain. Yeah. Um, number eight. Do you want to take a guess? Uh, I don't know. The, oh, I forget the name of it. The The Expendables. The Defenders. <laughs> the Defenders. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's, I like that it's short. Well, the best thing about it is seeing the interaction of the characters like Danny and 
Luke having yeah. some interactions and yeah, Jessica but the fact that Danny's in it is what drags it down to number eight. <laughs> yes, yes. Without um, him, it'd be up higher. And that they don't really have a villain. No, like, they don't truly have a villain, and it. it's very strange. They don't um, really know what they're doing with that show. No, they just knew we need to have all the characters together. Exactly. Number seven. Do you know what it is? Jessica Jones three or Luke Cage one? No. Punisher season one. Oh, Punisher! Because I get so I got so tired of every episode, and I started to keep a tally for a while. <laughs> yeah, it's like my family died, Rick, and then you watch his watch wife die, get shot. Rick. Rick, every every episode, you watch his wife get shot in the head, and I'm like, God, just stop. Okay, number six. What do you think it is? This is where I'm going to come back to Jones three or Luke Cage one. Punisher season two. Really? Yeah, which I actually I like did like it. better because they don't do the whole wife thing. And right, it was just, a, it was a better story, way better story. So this was five or this six? Was number six. six. Number okay. six. Number six. And Jigsaw is the villain of of this one, which is way different inter, uh, interpretation of Jigsaw than we watched in Punisher <laughs> Warzone. Uh, all right, number five. What do you think it is? Luke Cage one or Jones three? Jessica Jones three. Yeah. This is my first time watching it. And I dug it way more than I was expecting. I need, I need to see season three. That's the one I haven't seen, but I, I was just guessing. It's it's a really... I think that's the one of all of these that I haven't seen. That's the only one of the number ones I haven't seen. So I, going in, I mean, it's a lot of Hellcat. So Trish, you're going to get, uh, get slapped uh, in the face with Trish. However, uh, but the Jessica plot of the serial killer they're hunting is so well done and so smart. But Trish was yeah. such a bad part of season two that I really don't want to get caught up in her again. The way they handle her with the serial killer is really good, and it makes worthwhile. I mean, it was good, and I like the ending. I was very yeah. satisfied with the ending of the show. I was like, yeah. not only does this feel solid for Jessica, it feels like an actual true fitting ending for the Netflix shows. Number four, what do you think it is? <clears throat> uh... Daredevil 3. Daredevil 3. I really like Daredevil 3 a lot. It felt like Daredevil 1. And that's what made me happy. Their weird bullseye, though, was strange. They're like proto-bullseye of... Um, what was his name? Um, Officer Poindexter. Officer mm-hmm. Poindexter as their... Or, no, Agent. Sorry. Agent, because he was an FBI agent. Agent Poindexter was very weird. But Which, uh, do you think they couldn't use the name for some reason? I have no uh, idea. Bullseye? I have no idea, but it was a great season. Or I were really they just trying to like red herring it? Yeah, probably trying to red herring. Yeah, but it was good. Um, man, Kingpin's so good in that season. Oh yeah, so good. All right, well, what, do you, what do you think my number three is? Luke Cage one. No. Ooh, Daredevil one. Daredevil one. I really, really? Like Daredevil one a lot. God, I love Daredevil season one. Oh, but the Kingpin. fact that that's number three that surprises me because yeah. I feel like I know what one is. Right, what's my number two? Luke Cage one. Luke Cage one is so fucking good. It is so good. Uh, it, it's it so well written. Really well. And the music, I go back and listen yeah. to that soundtrack all the time. Yeah. It um, to me, it, it starts to meander in the latter half of the season, though, and that's my problem with it. And that's once, why I don't know. I'd put it too. I'd put Daredevil higher. Yeah, once Cottonmouth gets in, it gets a little. Or no. not Cottonmouth. Um, no. Copperhead or whatever yeah, his name yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. I can get past it because everything else about it is so good to me. And the cast, oh, it's such an amazing cast. Come up for a hot coffee? <laughs> I don't even like coffee. 
<laughs> I love that. What he's like, oh, Rosario coffee. Dawson. Rosario Dawson, right? Loves coffee. Yeah, she does. She loved a cup of hot coffee. All right, I just want to say this: Ahsoka and Luke Cage. Let's make that happen. Yeah, feels yeah. right. Feels right. It does I? What do you, my number one? Obviously, oh, Jones one. Jessica Jones, Jones one. one. So it's a good. Great one. Ah, she needs to come back. Ah, wait, wait. I, oh, I, I love. I, I love her so much, um, and I want her in the MCU, and there's more and more Yeah, but the reason it. it's number one for you, besides the fact that she was fucking awesome in the whole series, let alone yes. season one, is because David Tennant is one of the best villains Marvel has ever put forward in any yes. of their movies or productions. I can agree with that. He is by far the best villain they have Wait, done. If you want to be fucking scared shitless by your villain from Marvel, go watch Jessica Jones season one. He yeah. is the... Next to the Guardians of the Galaxy three, um, the what the high, uh, the high, high evolutionary, high evolutionary. Thank you. That is what uh, he's in the top three. The purple, yeah. purple man, whatever man yeah. of purple, purple man, and the fact that he comes back in season two is fun. Yeah, not in the same way. I know it's, but but I mean the fact that he's still like the effects yeah. of what he does. It still. Lingers. I mean, understandably, he's tra- he is the embodiment of trauma in that yeah. in that instance. You know, Ian carries over into season three. Uh, but you know, it's so sense. good. I I would love David Tennant to come back. Yeah, why this. wouldn't you use David Tennant in all three seasons? Like the fact that they made it hard to use him again after season one frustrated yeah. me, honestly. Yeah, but not it's, not oh. that I not that I hated the ending. I loved the ending. It was no, awesome. what happened was so good. It was perfect ending. That said, it was sad because it was like fuck. He's really fucking good. I hope he's not yeah. fucking gone gone. But and Hogarth was. was so good. So John, for you, um. A uh, Carrie Ann Moss playing Jerry Hogarth was so good, and the way they weave her into all the shows was so good. Um, but okay. yeah, Jessica Jones, I highly recommend anyone who loves Marvel in general. It, it's so good. Like the it is probably one of the best. If I could put it on the season one, the season one. If I could put it on the list, if like Letterlock's put it on the list, it would be up there in the top five. Um, MC like Marvel rankings. Do they not the Netflix on the letterbox? No, they don't have the Netflix ones on there for some reason. But it would be my top five. It's it's that good. Jessica Jones season one. Um, that's all you need to watch. Just that one. Yeah, thirteen episodes. All right, <clears throat> let's then discuss some um what we watched. So was yeah. there a hallway fight in Jessica Jones? Did uh, they all have a hallway fight at some point? They all have a, a variation on a hallway fight, but nothing quite like Daredevil. Daredevil. Daredevil season, season three's hallway. hallway fight. What did? What if season two has a great hallway fight? It oh. does. Season one though, it's just season one is a masterclass of fight choreography in general. Yeah. Like I want, I want in casting to shake the hand of that. Well, just the just how tired and worn out it felt. Mm-hmm. from the start and you're like how is he still going and it's a one shot it's just seriously folks there's like what is that episode four five something like that no it's like episode two it's oh, like okay. really it's early. really a... anyway watch that hallway fight you, you can't you can't miss it if you look it up on google that is one of the best that is one of the best a uh, superhero to understanding who they are fights yeah. of any marvel production period I like the hallway fight in season three. Also, the one where he's in the jail, mm, he's like, yeah. trying to get out of it. That's oh my god, one. the jail is so <laughs> the good. Jail, but, really good. But the jail—it's a is different so type good. of yeah. It's a different type of hallway yeah. fight. It's—I mean, it's—it's it's good because by that point, you know, he's a fucking 
like hard ass and like yeah. then it's fucking like good for that reason well at that point it's a it's a gauntlet because yeah. it's like how tired can we make you at that point it's the like it's the it's the showrunners being like all right let's hallway fight this hallway fight yeah that's so bad. God. <laughs> hallway Terrible fight son. plus you know you gotta pay extra for that <laughs> i i i'm i cannot wait to see the well, echo which is coming yeah. out soon like 10 days that'll be good I can't wait to see how Echo is going to be because it's supposed to feel like the Netflix shows. And if they can capture that feel, then my God, I cannot wait for Daredevil. Especially that brutality. Yeah. The brutality of Netflix. There's both um, rumors are for Daredevil with what's going on with it, that they'll incorporate Jessica. She will be a PI for superhero characters. Mm -hmm. And so Daredevil will be using her for that. So I'm assuming uh, so will um, She-Hulk to some extent. I'm really surprised she wasn't in She Hulk because they're friends in the comics. They're not like well, she friends, just she just but they're she, friends. Well, she just met Matt, and so we're slowly establishing her tie to New York through that. Is my yeah. guess, and that's where we'll meet Jessica over time. Yeah, Jessica's so good. Man, that's I how she's going to so come much. in. I bet it's She Hulk season two. Yeah, I love her, and I don't want them to change her. I don't want her to Disneyfy her. I want her to just be this tired badass alcoholic smart as hell detective who's good at her job and unfortunately cares for people that's what i want it's super sexy oh yeah oh, like yeah. and like sexual yes i mean well, that's the netflix that's me as just the, a guy being like yeah <laughs> but the amount of sex he's, that's he's in those netflix shows is like right nuts like there's so, some there's some moments i was like Good heavens, Netflix with Luke Cage and Jones. I was like, oh, I don't think you're allowed to do this, Netflix. Like, someone's oh, got to police you here. Oh, the final season of Jessica Jones, there's a scene with a prostitute that you're like, how did that make it into this show? <laughs> Is it uh, like HBO level versus Netflix? It's so they don't, they cut back on showing stuff as much, sure. but it's one of those like, that's a little borderline that's like, some sex right there kids. yeah um and then a lot they like really bring in hogarth and mm. all the women hogarth sleeps with so of course anyway um really good I, I do recommend the netflix stuff um unless you really want to watch defenders you can stay away from iron fist it's, yeah you could probably watch Defenders with Iron Fist and still be fine. The Defenders but... is important for uh, Daredevil three, though, if I'm not mistaken. It is very important for Daredevil. 3. Oh, thank you for mentioning that. Um, there, I did catch this. I never noticed it before. Um, obviously, the incident in New York is very prevalent throughout the shows, but they do actually mention um, um, their version of Typhoid Mary in Daredevil season two. Um, Mary Walker, she was the 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 one with um associative disorder, personality disorder, whatever the, the new term is. Um, the woman she's also in um, she was Kirk's woman in Star Trek Two, John. Um, um, the remake and Beyond. Um, no, not Beyond, whatever the one. Anyway, the one with um, Into Darkness. Um, that actress plays Typhoid Mary. She was in the battle in Sokovia. She uh, apparently Sokovia was Mar MCU according to Netflix is there like um Afghanistan, like the war that just wouldn't end. Um, so that was fascinating that they they put Sokovia in there, and then the raft um is heavy involved in the final season of Jessica Jones. They referenced the raft a lot, so that was that was fascinating on an MCU level. Um, they stopped talking about main MCU characters 
after like season one of each show they stopped referencing like the guy with the hammer and they never said thor or iron man it was always the guy with the hammer the green guy um the man in the metal suit they stopped referencing them after oh uh, the actress i believe is alice eve thank you yes yeah that's right um she um played carol marcus dr carol marcus and um she is um typhoid mary in this they don't call her typhoid mary they just call mary her mary walker. walker yeah, yeah well she's they show her an iron fist i don't see her in daredevil she's in um oh you're right it is iron fist i'm sorry not daredevil it is iron fist here sorry yeah. um she's the only thing that's kind of interesting about um, iron fist. Iron fist. <laughs> but well, they so used her so poorly. is um so colleen is, wing yeah Colleen was great, and um, I thought she was great in season two. That's Misty Knight, two. Misty Knight is great as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and another one of those characters where you're like, stop casting sexy as hell people. Like, can you just stop? It would be nice. Can we just have some people who look like normal people? But you know, they're gonna they're gonna um, um, do Karen. They're gonna they're gonna Karen us all. Karen Page. Of course. Um, all right. So that's enough of that. That was more what I was gonna do on um, the Netflix stuff. Um, so anyway, I watched them, um, and I don't regret it. I don't regret it all. You know what I do kind of regret, though? A tiny little bit? Let's talk about Secret Invasion from this year. There's six episodes, um, all directed by Ali Salim, um, all written by Kyle. Well, the showrunner was Kyle Bradstreet. Of course, he had uh, his writing staff. Um Kyle, I'm. I would love to have a conversation with you, and just ask questions about the scripts you turned in, versus what made it onto the air, because I feel like you had more stuff there than we actually saw, which would have solved a lot of problems that I have with the show. Um, and the composer is Chris Bowers. Um, real quick, the episode titles uh, are um, episode one. Um, resurrection two is promises three is betrayed four is beloved five is harvest and six is home and then our cast we get sam jackson as nick fury amelia clark as gaia don Cheadle as Rhodey, kingsley ben arty as uh gravic and he's amazing in barbie i don't understand the script um charlotte uh, charlotte uh, charlotte woodard i'm really sorry um, as Priscilla, and you were amazing. You were one of the highlights of the Charlene. show. Charlene, thank you. Uh, Charlena Woodard. That's how um, I would pronounce it. Uh, is, she's so good in this show. I do like her. Um, ben Mendelsohn as Talos. Back. Olivia Coleman as Sonya, a great addition to the MCU and Marvel. And, and, and Olivia were criminally underused. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love, I want, I want Olivia back in something yes. else. But I also want her character to get incorporated into Marvel Comics, just like so many others have. Martin Freeman as Everett Ross, and I just don't, I have so many questions. Colby Smulders as Maria Hill, I just have more questions. <laughs> like, wow. All right. So I, I don't have really notes on it. Um, I didn't take notes at the time, and then I didn't really feel like rewatching it. So um, you want to see um Kingsley Benadire kill it? By the way, watch One Night in Miami where he plays. I've Mark heard Mike. he's I've heard he's really good in that. Fucking too. amazing, fucking amazing. Um, so let's um let's let's um let's talk about the scroll in the room. Hmm. Do when do we think people were scrollified? Spoilers. Mm. Yeah, spoilers. Um, but when do we think they were scrollified? 
I got a better idea. When are we going to find out that this was all a dream sequence that Nick Fury had? <laughs> and we pretend like none of this happened. I, I have a feeling they're going to make this really important and relevant at some point, but it does feel like a multiverse thing. Like, they could easily just be like, well, this was Earth 7 4 I mean, you yeah. wasted Ben Mendelsohn's Talos. You wasted yeah. Colby Smulders' Hill. Yeah. Like, why? Like, we totally... If, if Marvel tomorrow... You know, in, if in the Marvel... And who, by the way, whoever was replacing Rhodey, that character... So your motivation for being Rhodey was to just be as big of a dick as possible? I mean... Yeah. But um, if, if, if the Marvels... If we go into the Marvels... And all of a sudden, Nick Fury is there talking to, you know, Monica Rambeau. And all of a sudden, he's like, sorry, I got a phone call real quick. It's 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 uh, Maria Hill. Yeah, Maria, I'm good. How are you? Awesome. Cool. And w- then it was just like a secret invasion never happened. I would have been cool with it. Oh, yeah. No. But it feels like a multiverse. Like, it honestly they, does. Well, and then what they do in the Marvels where they visit the um, the other scroll group on that other world with the Emperor. Yeah. It's like, what was the point? Yeah. yeah. Like they really just like completely it's like their best bet now is to try and make us all forget that that show ever existed and to somehow wipe it into another timeline. Can we have like the watcher come into the real MCU, like live action MCU and just Star Wars Christmas it, special it. You know, hover over yeah. it and be like in another world. <laughs> yeah. Do a whole like, you know, can we go yeah. back and like edit that in because besides that you made Amelia Clark into like well, let's well let's hold save that one for a second. Why? Save that one for a second because I no because I want I want I'm going to come back because I have a big gripe on that and I want to take yeah. the proper time on okay. on that one. So yeah, there's lots of problems with lots of the show, but based on what we've seen and everything we've watched up to then, when do we think Rhodey? There is no answer to this. The book doesn't say. So I'm just curious. When do we think Rhodey got abducted? Because my theory is he is taken sometime after Endgame. Yes. I think he's taken after Endgame, too. Yeah. His um, personality is just off. Well, his personality shifts. Um, no, I actually think he's taken He's taken between Endgame and Captain America. Or, sorry, um, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. So you think his... his because he, his... Walks, he walks in Falcon and Winter Soldier. He doesn't have, like, the limp anymore. Because he should have the... He has the metal leg. He has, like, the braces on his legs. He does not have them. And Falcon Winter Soldier. That's true. So I think, but he has he has quite a poignant, you know, conversation with Sam in Falcon Winter Soldier, where it's like that came from a scroll who. But he would have all his memories. Maybe it was the scroll still operating from yeah, and not trying to freelance it. Yeah, because like that version that comes out later in the episode, I'm like, how is nobody like when, especially when the when they do the fake Russian attack, how does no one realize that no one's targeting his vehicle? Yeah, how does nobody pay attention to that? Well, also with the Captain with the Falcon Winter Soldier, I don't think real Sam would ever let Sam or real uh, the real Rhodey would ever let Sam give the shield away to the Smithsonian. I don't think he ever would have done that. Maybe. And to me, that's know, a little he bit. Has, he, didn't, he didn't give that armor back. He just has this sort of conversation of like as black people, right? And it's like for yeah. a scroll to have that conversation, it feels disingenuous at best. But but a scroll would know that because of, the scrolls being there in the eighty, they would have been just that could have been an allegory for black people being a scroll. That's fair. So, All right. 
it could mix, but I do think John's thought of he's still living fresh on the yeah. memories. He hasn't made new memories. Once he yet. becomes the secretary, wherever we find him in Secret Invasion, it seems like he's he's a completely a different more, character. He has to yeah. be a lot. He looks like he's doing a lot more freelancing, and he's being a lot more of an ass. Yeah, yeah. I they okay. Um, the other one, where do they get where do they get Everett Ross? When yeah. do they get Everett? Yes, because that's the harder one. I think Everett is taken in, um, in Wakanda Forever. Once mm-hmm. his wife takes him. I think she turns him over. I agree. Yeah. I think she's working for the scrolls. I agree. That the scene where he gets arrested in his own house, right? Or or whatever yep. it is. And she's that's like, where I I, yeah. That's where I think that he's switched. I out. agree. That's probably true. I would agree with that. I will say, say, I will say that Olivia Coleman was one of the few things saving the show. Her performance, especially when she interrogates that set scroll. Oh, that that oh, scroll interrogation's amazing. She is so ruthless. I was like, give me more. I... Of that. I love Olivia Coleman. I would watch Olivia Coleman read the fucking like dictionary, you know? It's fucking amazing. She's the villain in Wonka. Ooh, <laughs> don't tease me. It's she's really good. Also Her with Martha Stewart, get out of here. Also the uh the guy from um one of the guys from uh Ted Lasso is also he plays Slugworth. Uh sorry. Uh so I so Highlight, oh, so highlight of the show. I'm gonna do a couple highlights, then I want to get into the Billy Clark of it all because it really rubs me the wrong way. <laughs> um, the opening, the first episode's good. The first episode, yeah. I like a lot. I think it's strong. Um, because the ever, yeah, the Everett Ross reveal is like holy shit. Give me well more, handled. and like everything, and then honestly, killing. Um, Maria Hill is really effective because you're like it raises there the are stakes, stakes but, but there's it, but no, it never, but it never delivers. They don't yeah. do anything yeah. with it. Well, That's the, the problem. Like, oh, okay, she's I watching, dead. I was watching Screen Crush and and Ryan Airy talk about this when during when the show was coming out, and he had a lot of criticism, but he kept hoping that the ending would somehow stick it. Yeah, and it was just like nope. Boy, did yeah, it! No, I mean, <laughs> no, I mean, you. I've, I've, right had, up there. <laughs> I've had conversations with the both of you where I'm like, the Marvels is the moment they get. Like this show is weak, but the Marvels can fix it. And spoiler alert: the Marvels doesn't fix it. No. So they had their chance to to help, well, they but they don't even reference it. They sidestepped it completely. Yeah. No, yeah, completely sidestepped it. So. I like Ben Mendelsohn as Talos is amazing to have him back. He's so fucking good. He does a great job. Yeah, he really gives it us all. And then they quote unquote kill him. Did they? Don't they? I mean, who knows? They left it slightly ambiguous where they could bring him back, but I think it's so sad too that we never had a closure between him and Amelia Clark, their characters with like. A, there was a whole scene, I believe, in the trailers that should have given us that closure that never occurred in the actual movies, where she's over his, yeah. what we could assume is his body based on kind of the surroundings. She mm-hmm. seems to be in that kind of plains area. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, so there's never that connection back. There's never that forgiveness. I mean, God knows what happens to her after that. Yeah, uh, it, yeah it sucks. Like, he, like Ben Mendelsohn, good job, man. Way to fucking, <sighs> way to fucking say, you know what? The hell out fuck of this fuck this production i'm gonna still fuck i'm gonna prove that i'm not the i'm not the issue with this yeah exactly. so no, that's true the i don't the, as far as the, as far as the main storyline goes i don't have a problem with just the the connected no, like, it would, this it's a it's decent just story how, 
It's just how it's handled. If anything, they they should have gone longer and given more time to Kingsley and and Gravik's character because and Nick Fury, he was a, like he was a great villain. They should have let him develop more. Yeah, well, you should have done one of two things. You either should have gone longer, or you should have tightened up the story. Yeah, and made a movie. Both. Well, you yeah. should have both. Well, I don't know. Yeah. I think you could have left it if you had tightened up the six episodes better. You could have done good. Is that way you have a little bit of a longer got, movie. I'm just saying when you when you tighten up the the episodes and maybe make it a movie, you've got to you you have to set the table better. You know, actually, what might have and everything. You know, what might have worked. Tighten it up to four episodes, so it's basically just a really long movie. Well, like, so that you, you get like done, a three-hour movie. Well, yeah. You, what you should have done is then you should have specifically set up a time frame where you yeah. go point by point. So you start, yeah, with his initial helping of the scrolls, and you stick with that. Mm-hmm. Then you move on and you move a little further in time to maybe when he's using them as agents during right after Endgame, and then you move forward, and then you move forward, and you keep yeah. it tight inside these little story arcs where you know mm-hmm. you know what you do you, if you do it into a four episodes or you do 12 episodes and you do like andor andor had that three that actually three been really good arcs, three episode yeah. arcs where you set up different aspects and then you pay off at yeah. the end and i'm like that could work you've done that and like the empire yeah, and poor <laughs> poor sam jackson like you go through all this time they give you your own project your own movie you're like, I'm fucking Sam Jackson. I'm going to be great. And then this is what you get at the end. And then you betray the character in a way, not Sam Jackson betraying the character, but the way he's written at the very end when he's like, all right, I'm going to help these people. Oh, shit. Everyone on Earth's now a racist dick who wants to kill all immigrants. I mean, aliens. I'm just going to leave. Peace out. And you know what? That whole leaves. end piece it fell so flat. Yeah. It had so much potential. It just it collapsed in on itself because by that point in the game, it was just like, uh, what's the point? So here, here's yeah, okay. a pitch. Here's a pitch on my end. Remove Gaia, Amelia Clark, from uh, great actress. Love yeah. her dearly. Yeah. I'd love to see her in more things. Remove her completely from this series. Tell me it's not a better series. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, you, and, you, and it's you, because her character muddies the water. Why yeah. is what what happened with her and her mother? We're not going to resolve that. Yeah. What happened like with her mother in general? We're not really going to resolve that. Yeah. Right. What happens with her at the end? Yeah. Don't worry about it. Right. Like so many fucking aspects of her. It's like she's there to cause tension for no other reason. You, you could have th- easily had that tension from either a Maria Hill, mm-hmm. or you could have had that tension straight from Samuel Jackson interacting with Gravik. Right. You know what? During the- Gravik, right directly. You know what they could actually done? They could have had. And Olivia Coleman. Oh, yeah. you you could have actually had Talos and Fury having a conversation. We see a flashback with Amelia Clark. One scene, right? Just one scene that's like, Dad, I don't want to be around here. You're helping the bad guys. I'm gonna go off. No, honey, don't go. Then you put Amelia Clark in there. Then it's like, folks, you're gonna get her later. We'll give her. We'll right. She's out her there finding herself. You know right. what I mean. And then the rest of the time, Talos is just like, man, I hate that my daughter left. And that's his driving motivation is my daughter is gone. We've and, been seen her and it continues. And that gives him the perfect like mm-hmm. um, like martyrdom at the at the end of his arc to say, tell my daughter the good I did here. Right. right. That sort of idea. Right. And then let her know when you find her, let her know that I stood up for what she believed in, whatever it may be. You know, and so then that. you do the cheesy 
as he's dying, or right mm-hmm. after he dies, his phone rings, and you just see Gaia's name appear, and that's just it. And you yeah. just leave it at that bit. Or would have Nick Fury is like knocking on her door at the very end of the series. That could work too. Yeah. And, and now, first of all, the other to that end, Talos dying, right? Nick Fury. Are you just going to stare there, fucking mouth agape? Or are you going to go fucking mourn the death of like your best friend? At Nick could have saved him. Nick totally could have saved him. Now, I, I, one thing I did appreciate was I did appreciate. He needs a Hawkeye there. Hawkeye would have solved it. <laughs> yeah. Hawkeye would have solved it. Um, speaking of Hawkeye, he's announced that he's returning back to acting. Um, yes, oh, good for him. Yeah. Um, Welcome back. Nick, I really, one of the things that I do find a, a nice gem of this show, kind of want to just shit on the show. One thing I really did enjoy seeing Nick Fury's wife. I thought that was fascinating. Like, this, the, like, he keeps his life separate. It's guarded. He no one knows he has his wife. Mm-hmm. And I, I, to me, it worked. That little bit worked, and I enjoyed. Yeah, yeah. that little bit. Yeah, their tension in general was nice. They yeah, were, they work really well. I love the the Mister Mrs. Smith sort of shootout in the home mm-hmm. sort of yeah. feel. Yeah, that, that I, so good. I, I actually think the first three episodes in general of this show were really great. Maybe yeah. even the first four were really good. You know, bits yeah. and pieces uh, edit out, but otherwise. Yeah. Solid, and then it just really fucking tries to wrap it, up. Episode mess. five is where it falls apart, yeah. like truly falls apart. It's what like they were. John? It's like they were making a nine episode season, and someone said, "Actually, we're going to only do six I and bet they you that's figure what, everything fuck out." I bet you that's what happened. That's why I'm like, I would love to talk to Kyle and just be like, "What did you write?" Mm-hmm. And then what did you get? Like yeah. that would be fascinating. We'll never know. But um John, what were you going to say? No, I was agreeing with that. Yeah. yeah. So all right. So I I think the concept from the harvest is really fascinating. I definitely think it's something Nick Fury would have done. That fit per felt like Nick Fury, like the all right, let's go get the blood of all these people. Mm-hmm. The scrolls using it to get powers fits with the comic books. Yeah, totally fits with the comic books. Like basically creating Super Scroll with Gravic, perfect. Yeah. That was that was totally that worked. fits. Giving Gaia every fucking power <laughs> in the MCU? The fuck did you do? You just created Superman. There is yeah. no one who can stop her. No it was, one. It was like they had some sort of weird clip show, you know, in the middle of episode six of like, see everything we've done in Marvel up till now? <laughs> yeah. Let us show you through arms and legs and and hair. <laughs> like what is this there's no story point for the like literally at this point in time a, galactus comes to earth send yeah. gaia episode comes to earth send gaia very, every very gratuitous is what every is. bit of gravic in like episode six and even the last half of episode five is purely like oh fuck this character let's just get rid of him like yeah. that's how it feels like they did they built so much up you're like he is Killmonger level, like sort of villain, right? And he's episode great. three or so, and you're like, I totally understand this guy's backstory. I get why, like, I don't agree with his methodology, mm-hmm. but I can understand why he's doing it. Yeah, right. And so you're like, oh, I, I, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a complicated villain, right? In the sense yeah, that, like, I'll tell you there exactly are aspects you want to agree with. This movie, they looked at Gravic. He's like, this is really good. Ruin it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and here's what sucks, like. I like, I really enjoyed like the twist with that's not Fury and the reactor. I thought that twist was cool when all of a sudden starts the morph and you're like, oh my God. Cause at, while that's going on, you got the yeah. hospital piece. Yeah. It's once they morph her 
And then all of a sudden she's got the powers too. That's when I'm like, Morbid why? Time. Why did you do that bit? Because going through the hospital with the president and Olivia Colvin's like, sir, they're here. And like, you see, like everything's going on. Like they're trying to get away from Fury. And you're like, but Fury's not there. Fury's over here. So who's in there? Who's going to come save the day? And then all of a sudden you the morph happens and you're like, oh shit, it is Fury. That mm-hmm. works so perfectly. But then you make Gaia God. And like, see, if the rumors are true that Sentry is the villain in Thunderbolts, fine. Solve the day. Send Gaia. That's all you gotta do. <laughs> Just send Gaia. Every Red Hulk's a problem, send Gaia. You know what they're gonna have to do? They're gonna have to basically be like the process is temporary. No, they're gonna they're gonna have to do the um what they did in the comic books for Super Scroll, which was the if the ray because in the comics it was a beam that got sent to Earth, and if the beam got disrupted, then Super Scroll lost his powers. So they're gonna have to be like, here's a ray gun that magically makes your powers not work. No, I'm gonna tell you right now, they're gonna basically do it as temporary. They're, they're gonna, gonna have do to do a ray gun. They're 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 gonna have to do something. Yeah. Like, oh, what? But what are they gonna do? Just be like. Oh, her powers are temporary, but now she has the ability to touch someone and steal their powers. And we just learned that she's really from the South. She's a Southern Belle named it's Rogue. Rogue. <laughs> like, are that what they're going to do? <laughs> like, it's like well, fucking. What about? Well, well, all right. So here, here's here's an actual pitch for how to get yourself out of this, folks. Hire Olivia, me. Well, no, Olivia Coleman, right? Sonia, as, as I believe mm-hmm. her character is, yep. takes Gaia right under her wing as she did yep. at the end of the episode six, and like betrays her. And this yeah, is where we learn. This is where we learn. No. Sonia is is not necessarily the reliable narrator that we may have thought of her at times. And all of a sudden, she now takes away Gaia's powers through more radiation or some some sort of form. Marvel can figure that out. Put her in some sort of cell. No, don't kill her. Right. But, like, neutralize her powers, right? Let her remain a skull. Let her remain the shapeshift. Maybe let her retain a power or two. Mm -hmm. But, like, ultimately really reduce down her abilities and make her now. So now you have the start of the series. That's her arc through the next six episodes is to get not necessarily the power back, but her her agency back, right? Her self-agency. I'm sorry. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm sorry. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Did you just say in the next six episodes? Did you just greenlight a season two? I did greenlight a season two, okay, but I'm it's sorry. not Secret Invasion season two. It's just it's a guy. It's okay, a guy. Okay, I, I got a sorry. great idea. I got a great idea. This is how you get the people against her. Okay, send her to a Senate hearing. Have a bomb go off. She's the only survivor, and then she flies away. Oh wait, that's that's Batman versus. No, I'm sorry. That's so Batman versus Superman. Sorry, sorry. I will. I will. I will play It'll off. Spawn of- ten years of bad. <laughs> okay, you 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 sparked something that maybe can salvage this show. Double tap at the back of the head, like it, I said a minute ago. It won't salvage the show as far as the scrolls themselves, because that's just the a problem they the created. Chest, not the head. Okay, here we go. She goes off. The she goes off with Sonia. All right. Mm-hmm. While she's off with Sonia, Sonia's like, "Hey, we're going to send you on this mission." Sends her on a mission. She's double-crossed. What she actually did was she sent her to Val. Val kidnaps her, hooks her up to a machine, steals the powers, and puts it into another... Puts the power, one, she knows she can't control Gaia. 
but she can control this one dude that she's got and she puts the powers into it, but the transfer doesn't work a hundred percent. And so she creates century that way. And then Gaia loses her powers or the bulk of her powers. And then we get Sentry because that would actually explain how Sentry can get created. I, I, I don't know Sentry well enough to. I prefer that, to, I prefer to that Sonya them. and uh, Val have nothing to one nothing to do with each other, and that eventually Sonya kills her. That's my why. That's so. Here's my thing. I see Val as the anti Nick Fury. I see Sonya as the next Nick Fury. She is I right. Agree. Right. I think. I think, think Sonya's introduction is Nick Fury's way of saying. I'm I'm gonna go so like no offense I love Samuel Jackson keep him around as long as long as possible but I think he's in his seventies like it's not like you know time is finite for for some of these older actors and and not that I want it to be I hope oh they'll just recast twenty years guy no I don't think no, they'll they recast won't. Nick Fury there's no way they're gonna oh they totally Nick would Fury. recast Nick Fury over time yes but immediately certainly they're, not they're gonna they're gonna need a successor. Gonna yeah, do. and that's where I think Olivia Coleman, Sonya, Nick comes Fury in, Jr., a random up... white guy. Ooh, God, yeah, that'll fucking go over well. In, in what twenty thirty two? That's what they did in the comics. <laughs> I know. That's seriously what they did in the comics. Nick, the how'd black that go Nick, for him? <laughs> the, the black Nick Fury in the comics is Nick Fury's illegitimate son from a woman he slept with with in Brooklyn in the seventies. All right. And that's that, how we got. Sam but Jackson that's that's one direction. You, I don't think you can go backwards on that. That sort of you could. Like, I didn't say could. it would be good. Yeah, after that's what I'm saying. Hey, hey, after 2024, if certain things go the way they are, that'll be perfectly fine. Well, we won't actually, have an American debate anymore. But so. Eric, here's what's going to happen. Here's how they actually do it. We get through Secret Invasion. All of a sudden, Loki condenses the timelines and separates it out. And Nick Fury steps forward. There he is with his eye patch. It's David Hasselhoff. Oh god. No. <laughs> no. Maybe after Secret Wars we can just recast Nick Fury from a different universe. That's that's what'll probably end up happening. Yeah. All I, right. So I think I think unfortunately that's where so side break here. I know we're going off here, but to that end, what John just said, once we hit Secret Wars, right? And we yeah. see the real con, con convergence of all these universes on top of each other and just blowing things up, and we get essentially a recast of the MCU. Yeah, right? everyone's going to get recast for the most part. It almost makes me not give a shit about anything that we're watching right now. And I think that that's part of the issue that Marvel's run into a little bit, which is like, okay, so anyone can exist in any timeline. Yes, you can kill this character, but there's no stakes anymore if, if you if you really think the, the multiverse through, right? This version of, of whoever exists exactly as they are, but a mosquito farted next to them on a Tuesday when it didn't happen in the other world, right? Arguably, that all exists. Now, would Marvel go that simply? I hope not. But, like, it feels like it lowers the stakes. Is that just me? Am am I being a troll here? Eric, I would like to introduce you to the world of comic books and what you were just now learning that John and I have known since the (laughs) 80s. Because it is... this happens all the time, all of the time. It's to us. It's we're like, all right, cool. It works for us. Hey, can I throw in my two? Let me throw in some two. It will be a problem to audiences. Hey, let me say. Let me just say this right now. Let's move on to the Marvels. Yeah, that's fair. We've well, enough. we've said enough about this. Season. So, do here, I, I have a last? Marvel. I have a last question. It, was, it almost this. made my top five. I have that. a. I have. I have a last question for this series. I guess two questions. It's going to be a question and a follow up. Okay, well, you say um, this. I'm logging to letterbox. I really should do this. <laughs> do you think this series could be salvaged? 
Eh, I think we should just forget about it. I don't think we should spend too much blood and treasure over this series, to be quite honest. I think we should just take up where the Marvels is and just keep going and try to see if we can basically make people forget. Eric, what do you think? Do you think this series could be salvaged? Like using little story beats later on through other movies and TV shows. Salvaged as in like based on what exists now, can we move forward? Can or we move can we salvaged as in could we go backwards, change a little bit, and actually make it a better series? Yes, change little bits by like doing references here or there to yes. do little things. Series totally salvageable. A make it three episodes longer and B get No, no, without doing no, without doing that, just doing a a line here or there. Oh my God! That was what happened with Cole, with Agent Marvel. Maria Hill sucks. Or next time we see Fury, he's just depressed because she's died. We hear we Gaia lines. Fury. We have seen Fury again since. Yeah, I don't. If if we're just saying all the beats of it as it stands, yeah, with, nothing with, changes with the show. Just in the so the like plot how, stays the same. Just the dialogue yeah, might change. Basically, how no? Basically, what they did with Dark World. How everyone hated Thor Dark World and Marvel's like, hold my beer. We're going to throw in some story beats, a couple of movies down the line. That's going to make it so important that you have to now acknowledge it, whether you like to or not. I don't think you you're like you're, you're talking about different things, right? So is the series salvageable? No. Based on that. Was Thor Dark World salvageable? No, it was still a bad movie. Did they make it relevant? Yes. Can they make Secret Invasion relevant? Sure. But as of right now, both Thor The Dark World and Secret Invasion are bad properties from MCU. They they are the lower end, yes. Yeah. When I say salvageable for Thor Dark World, I don't mean like what they did later knowing where it is now. Now I can sit there and watch and be like, okay, I see why this is important. Yeah, Does but it make the, the nerd movie in better? You. That's the nerd but, in you. That's, but not I go, the generic, that's not the generic audience goer. Well, but they could have just never referenced it again. And then I'm like, well, why did you make this movie? This movie's awful. At least you referenced it. All right, anyway. Yeah, but that movie so, was built into the timeline at that point. It, they, it had to be relevant. This has They haven't established what fucking timeline we're moving to. And hardly any of their properties right now really fucking tie into it. It, the that, secret invasion doesn't need to exist, right? We can just does forget not. this whole thing ever happened, and Marvel's basically does that as we move into this movie, right? Yeah. We kind of be like, what happened there? Don't worry about it. Let's move on. Have some fun. Dance around a bit. Sing a little. Hey, look. We flip right. the mattress so, over. We pretend like it never happened. Exactly. So that, just like this episode. We can just cut right here, move into the Marvels, and no one even knows that secret invasion well, occurred. We don't. If we don't cover it, no one knows it happens. That's how it is, folks. I do want to ask the uh, bring up the last thing that I just forgot to. Oh to Jesus! Moment. I know, I know. This is this is Marvel's. God, you last longer than the show did. This is this is Marvel's related though. Um, that I wanted to point out as I'm going to bitch about it in a moment. Right. His wife goes with him to the space station. Yes. I just want to mention that really fast before I say, "Hey, Eric, give me a library." Please and thank you. What? Our we'll last year, Barry. Our last library of the, of the year. year. Of the year. Yeah. There'll be more folks. Don't fool yourself. I know we haven't gotten to all 50 states yet, so be cool, bad babies. Cool. <laughs> all right. So here we go. Today's library on this, the last of our official Marvel dedicated podcasts for the Marvel New Year's resolution that Casey dragged us through. You volunteered. Uh, <laughs> it was your idea. Right. Your idea. Because it was rough, 
And being from Georgia as I am, knowing what rough looks like, we're heading over to Birmingham, Alabama today, folks. <laughs> Between Casey and I, the middle ground, if you will, and Birmingham Public Library, uh, the central location, if you're if you're thinking of it. Uh, so this is kind of the main library of it. Birmingham Public Library, Birmingham, Alabama. And of course, for those of you keeping score at home, the zip code there is 35203. All right. So the Birmingham Public Library, actually, you can go online and find some decent information about the system, um, about some of the, the buildings themselves. So I, I highly recommend it. Um, it's actually surprisingly kind of detailed and and and, um, and presented in a, in a way that a lot of other kind of prettier, I, I don't want to say that in a, in a negative way towards Birmingham, but just kind of more spectacle-esque uh, libraries do not go into, um, and certainly that not every major township in general goes into. So that said, uh, <laughs> excuse me. So that said, going into some of the highlights that I found, the Birmingham Library, uh, the public library, was established in 1886 as an adjunct of the city's public schools. Uh, the John Herbert Phillips, then the superintendent of the public school system, he set up the library in an adjoining room uh, of his office. Um, and this particular library grew over several decades, right? So this this office library, if you will. Uh, finally, 1913, a public library board was established, and the city of Birmingham itself assumed responsibility for funding of the institutions, right? So it really becomes its its first to Birmingham library at that point. Uh, the library was later moved to City Hall, where both the structure and the collection burned in a great fire. That was 1925. Uh, from there, an impressive neoclassical building uh, of Indiana limestone, thank you, Indiana, for the, the loan downward, uh, was completed in 1927, so two years after that great fire, and it served as the central facility of the Birmingham Public Library for 57 years. Um, to accommodate the growing uh, collection and demand for services, a contemporary-style structure containing 133,000 uh, 133, square feet, forgive me, folks, math, uh, I'm an arts major. 133,000 square feet of floor space was completed in 1984 and connected to the original building by a crosswalk. Continuing on. Uh, in addition, the Birmingham Library System includes 20 branches located throughout the system. Uh, four of these are regional branches that serve the four large geographical sections of the city, north, south, east, and west. Um, and then within each of these regions, small branches serve the city's communities and neighborhoods. Uh, the branch system was born when the uh, Birmingham Library began to assume responsibility for the operation of the libraries in the independent communities that gradually became incorporated into Birmingham, Alabama itself. Uh, the Woodlawn Library, for example, was the first of these, 1911. Uh, later uh, was uh, the Carnegie Library. I, I've been saying Carnegie. Maybe it's Carnegie. I've heard both. Uh, this was 19, uh, the 1906 libraries when it was built. Uh, it was brought into the, the library, I think, either around then or shortly after. 1912, uh, there was another one, uh, the Carnegie Library of West End. That was when that one merged, so maybe they were both around the same time. Um, and the Carnegie Library of the West End uh, also merged in 1913. Uh, the Carnegie Library of Avondale made the move. So you kind of see it, it's a slow kind of merge of, of a bunch of different independent libraries. We've talked several times on the on the uh, library recommendations about how uh, Carnegie or Carnegie, uh, as I tend to refer to him, um, 
was a philanthropist when it came to public libraries and really helped a lot of different communities across the United States in general establish public libraries. So thank you, uh, Mr. Carnegie. Um, and just down from the Birmingham uh, Library, you'll find the Birmingham Museum of Art. Uh, seems to be a nice little building off the main park, which is Lynn Park. So Lynn Park is a block or so away, I think, from the library itself. And between Lynn Park and the library is the judicial courts and some some government buildings like that. But that's only one block length, so that I haven't been there. Sorry, Birmingham. Uh, I'll, I'll make it down next time. Uh, but you know, I, I imagine it's not a bad walk in general, even if you have to go all the way around. But my, I wonder if there's a way kind of through, you know, some passages. A lot of those those public areas have that sort of idea. Um, Birmingham, Alabama Library. Who would have guessed the the Birmingham Public Library is closed on Sundays? Surprise, surprise. Uh, however, it is available between nine a.m. and six p.m. Monday through Saturday. So any other day, nine a.m. to six p.m. That's pretty good for a lot of the libraries we've seen. Right, a lot of them tend to be one to five, right? Because of like one of the hours either on Sundays or, or Saturdays sometimes. Um, you'll also be able to stay as late in, as 8 p.m. on Tuesdays. Uh, so for those of you in the area, those of you wanting to check it out, uh, please do. That's your Birmingham Public Library, Birmingham, Alabama. Um, and yeah, another kind of great system built by Andrew Carnegie uh, and, and his philanthropic uh, endeavors with, with the public library system. Casey, back to you. Awesome. Thank you, Eric. I really appreciate that. John, you're mute. So whatever you're screaming at me, I can't hear. Philanthropic. Philanthropic. And it's it definitely Carnegie. Like Carnegie, not Carnegie, unless you was one of your <laughs> I've heard plenty of Carnegies. Depends on what part of the country. NPR. NPR says Carnegie. I knew yeah, someone who pronounced NPR Monroe, Louisiana as um Monroe. We knew somebody who said Houston Hurston. Well, yeah. Casey lives over there close to Peabody. I do live near Peabody, and it is Peabody. All right, so Eric, this is uh, for you, Peabody? real fast. As yes, we go, it is I mean, as what? we go through, because um, I know Eric's gonna have this question. <laughs> Captain Eric, so Eric, Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers has had multiple names and costumes. So I appreciate them all. This is her original costume as Miss Marvel. All right. Miss or Ms. Miss Marvel. Miss. Yep, she's not married, just Miss. She has been known as a binary. Which is who we get. That is when she was an X-Men. Yeah, when she is was an X-Men. Is that who we get? That's yeah. who we see at the yep. end of the film. Yeah. All right. She became oh, Warbird. Stars. Yeah, the two stars. Yep. I like Warbird, but Warbird looks a lot like um Psylocke. This um, she's a little, I guess, a little bit like Silent. That was this was that age of costumes, Those high and boots and stuff. Yeah, but you can see like the Kamala influence where they when they mm. were designing her costume. Um, this was the alcoholic um, Warbird. Oh, yeah. Then she goes back to Captain Marvel. Um, so we get like the Veers look that they gave her in the comics, and um, yeah, which is the Mohawk and and the, the um, Mohawk. Yeah, you know the. So now cover. she's pretty much just. This costume without the helmet most of the time nowadays. Right. Um, there was a horrible, horrible, horrible story. Um, John, do you remember what is it's a or I'm pretty sure it's Avengers like 100. I think I think it's Avengers 100. It is a awful story. They were like, we're gonna write this story and it's gonna be great. Uh, 
Um, oh, this is down. Um, I just let me look up the thing. I want to get the issue right in case anyone wants to see this very strange issue where they basically let her get assaulted by a man. Oh Lord! And then kind of like it. Oh and no! Kind of get retconned out later. What? Where she then holds resentment for everyone because no one stopped it. <laughs> like it's okay. I think it's this one. I think it's two hundred. Um, it is a who boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How um, Impossible Marvel delivers. Yes. So she. I'm going to say this the best way I can, and I'm sorry if it triggers anyone who listens. She gets raped and then gets pregnant and then has like a weird, like, I liked it. I got a baby now. Oh, my God. And then later, because all the Avengers were there and witnessed it, then later she comes out and she's the years later after they, because this was supposed to be like their big, like, to do, look at Avengers. We made it 200. You're all going to love the storyline. Didn't go over as well um, when it happened. Then they tried to fix it where she then has like PTSD from it. And no one, she's mad at everyone for not helping her. And that's like, Jim, that's Jim Shooter for you. Yeah. And it, I mean, it is. And I, I mean, that kind of also leads into when she becomes Warbird later. She's like the hardcore alcoholic. Where all like that's some of her backstory with it. So they've taken the Miss Avenger, Marvel. The, to... Avenger, so wait, the Avengers don't support women. Who no. who assaulted her? Fairly confident it's um Immortus. Marcus Immortus. Jesus. Yeah, it's like a whole thing. Um yeah. So there you go. That's some horrible things that have happened to her. She becomes an har- uh an alcoholic. Um Tony becomes her sponsor. And uh, yep, so that is um, when she's wearing the the Warbird costume in the comics. So there you go. That's Miss Marvel. Will we ever get that in the comic books or in the movies? Please, no. Never in a thousand years. No. But I could see them doing the alcoholic side for what we learn in this movie of the Marvels. So in the Marvels, this is, came out this year. It is still in movie theaters now. I was hoping it would be on Disney Plus by now because I would love to show it to my wife because um, this movie makes me happy. Um, it's a joyful movie. Um, it's short. It's one of Marvel's shortest movies, about an hour and 45 minutes. Um, Nia DaCosta um, directed this movie. She The la- thing she directed before this was the Candyman reboot. Mm-hmm. Um, Nia also wrote it with Megan McDonald and Elisa Karsik. Karsik. Um, composer was Laura Karpman. As you can imagine, I just said a lot of female names. And when I get to the cast in a minute, it's going to be more. Would you be surprised if I told you the internet really hated this? Well, the internet Probably. hates everything involving women. Yeah. So we got um, Brie Larson returning as Captain Marvel. Um, Tiona Harris as Monica Rambeau. Um, Iman Vellani as Miss Marvel. Sam Jackson's returning as Nick Fury, a different version of Nick Fury than we saw in the last thing. Zala <laughs> Ashton, who is um, Loki's fiance, is mm-hmm. Barden. Um, Zenodea Shroff as Miss Khan or Mrs. Khan. Uh, uh, Mohan Kamur as Mr. Khan. 
and he's so brilliant in this. Cigar Shaki Shakia. I'm sorry, I'm really bad at names. Oh, wow, wow. As um Lamir Khan, um, um Lashana Lynch as binary. And we've given you spoiler warnings already. Kelsey Grammer as Beast. Yeah. So um, the villain of this movie is Barden. I want to just start off saying I actually do understand why Barden is doing what Barden is doing. Um, it it makes sense to me story wise. I know a lot of people are like it doesn't make sense. It's it does just make sense. A throwaway sense, character, but it's it's not developed enough. But it makes sense. Yeah, I mean they could have easily. It's been yeah. should have spent more time developing her, but yeah, to me, like the one, story beats fit. The one thing that this movie really helped flesh out in a lot of ways for me is just why we have seen so many, um, like for example, in Guardians, where we saw Ronan acting rogue. Yeah, all that makes so much more sense once we establish that right after Carol left Earth, she showed back up on Hala and destroyed this room intelligence. Which we got to see a comic accurate version yes, of the Supreme did. Intelligence. We did, and for like a the, split second, and that's why she gets that nickname that she hates, the Annihilator. Yeah, it it that like it was a fun little bit of um, let's go back and make story beats make more sense. Yeah, and it literally does. Ma- it makes everything. It makes why the Kree would be willing to sign that peace treaty with Xandar. Yeah, why they why Ronan is seems to have no qualms about going rogue mm-hmm. at all, like. Even though when we saw him in the first Miss Marvel, he looked like a pretty solid going by the book kind of guy, just kind of ruthless. And now it makes sense why he would have been going at his own Mm -hmm. this whole time. Plus, it would also make sense why we haven't run into the Kree as a major force. Right. Which in the comics, they would be a major force. So would be the scrolls, but we've already had that kind of handed to us in the first one. Yep. Um, That's why we don't have to worry about the Kree as a major entity, really, because they're not a powerhouse anymore. Right. They're just struggling to survive in general. Basically. And, of course, that has apparently turned them into the worst kind of colonizers. Yes. (laughs) Like, okay, we're going to show up and we're going to take your resources. And we're going to show up here and take your resources. But apparently... We're not going to just... We're not just going to take your resources. We're going to destroy your whole planet to take your resources. And, of course, they're combining the powers of that... um, universal weapon and the band the one of the bands they found the quantum bands yeah the quantum they found one of them we find out that they are the quantum bands yeah and then uh, they've been opening artificial basically jump points yeah which is which is interesting that the quantum bands created the jump points is kind that's of interesting that's an interesting mythology we're gonna have to find out more about yeah it's very nebulous how they like they're like it gives you the it gives you the idea that they're very old and it makes sense why I think in a lot of ways nobody seems to truly understand them. And I mm-hmm. wouldn't be surprised if the Ten Rings have connections. Well, that's one of my flaws with mm-hmm. this movie is when we in Miss Marvel when she does the um, where we learn how her family gets the 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 quantum band, mm-hmm. uh, the bangle. Um, it's in a Ten Rings like crypt. But we why were the Ten? Was, we we now know that was a that was a Cree too. Right, we knew it was. I mean, I mean, we knew it was a creek because well, the, the skin knew. color. But why did they not? They should have somehow tied that into this movie. Now it's just this random thing of like, well, why were? Why did you show us ten rings? Know, we we still don't know how it got to Earth and why the ten rings had possession of it. That it is true. Like also, or, but why? Did, but it also seems to me as if they didn't really necessarily have possession of it. Is they had possession of somebody who had it? Yeah, I mean, I'm that sure seems to be kind of the element there because remember they do take it off a dead hand. 
Yeah, it will have to be something they address in Shang-Chi 2. I'm assuming. Well, and they're going to have to bring Miss Marvel into Shang-Chi 2 now. I want more um, Amon Valali. I, want I do want to say, I am I am sad that she got to shine in this movie. Mm-hmm. And this was, this was a lot of her movie. And it mm-hmm. tanked. I really hope Marvel doesn't go, well, it yeah. tanked because of her. Let's not no. put her anything else. Because they are no. setting up her to be a major character. No, I don't think that it's going to hurt her. But I do think it's yeah. unfortunate because you're right. I thought it was really interesting because in a in a sort of triple fashion with both Monica and and Carol and her, you're looking at three people in three different stages of sort of being a superhero. Yes. You've got Carol, who's like the old hand at the job. You've got Monica, who is got some experience under her belt. She understands the way things work. And then you've got um Kamala who has zero and it's very telling when they're on that Cree world I'm not the Cree world the skull world and you see Kamala have to deal with the harsh reality that you can't save everybody mm. it's a real wake up moment you if you just look at the way her face tells a story about you know how this is like this is not how she imagined it would be it's right. a much darker place out there this isn't this isn't the uh, superhero world she thought of. It's not the way she imagined it. It's like a wake up call for her. Yeah, she always pictured superheroes just save everyone. Yeah, That's how it goes. she had the happy shiny version of it. I yeah. do like the fact that I do like that we get Valkyrie. That was a nice touch. But you know, by the way, you do realize that that means there are now more scrolls on Earth. Oh, absolutely, there are more scrolls <laughs> on like, Earth. I'm like, you know what would have made more sense actually if this came before Secret Invasion. And that was how the scrolls were on Earth. Nick it would have made more sense, although you wouldn't be able to do that because of the way they shot this and then Nick Fury being the way he is. All right. So well, since you brought up that um I I I hate that Nick Nick Fury is just 180 a different character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And this like it just oh, it bothers me so much. It bothers me so much. He's such a different character, it makes you wonder, is he a scroll? Yeah. And where's his wife? Mm-hmm. We established she's up there with him. Told you they were going to ignore it. Where's his wife? By the way, I just want to say that Iman as Kamala is adorable throughout this whole film. I yes. I love her so much. Um, I love all three of them. Um, they but, work really um, well. I love the whole montage of them learning to coordinate their powers. The fight scenes were awesome. Yeah, like, I thought the like, fight scenes in this were great. The like, jumping this was a back fun and movie. forth. Yeah. Also, I like the really like the real pat the real connection to how we found out that Carol did come back to Earth. Yes. After the blip when Maria was dying. Yeah. And that's how she got Goose too. Yeah, which makes sense because that becomes another thing of like, well, how does she like? They at least answer that question. Also, they, we were that, they also made that point about how Carol even tells her you should have been Captain Marvel. Yeah. Which is the nice little nod to what we've seen. Well, we'll get later. And oh, and also what we got in and the what ifs in the what if, and well, in Doctor Strange too. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. Yeah. Um, Doctor Strange. Um, and I, I really, there's so much about this movie is just a joy to watch. Yeah, it is. It, but but it, I think one of the things that I really enjoyed about it was the fact that if you notice with the role of Kamala, she's not only the idealistic person; she's also the person who helps bridge relationships between Monica and and Carol. Yeah. Well, they're going to, I mean, she's going to be in a way, she's not as smart as Tony, but in a way she's going to become, become oh, like yeah. a Tony glue. Actually, she's uh, here. Oh, actually, 
you really have Peter is the Tony Smarts, mm-hmm. but you he was what happened to him. Kamala's now you're kind of passing it. Now you're kind of passing it over to oh, um um uh Riri as mm-hmm. the Tony Smarts. Amon, uh, Miss Marvel is the Captain America. Yeah. Because she's like the brave and the loyal. She's, the she's that glue. She's the heart. The heart. They're starting to, they're doing this um, interesting thing. It's kind of as if somehow they're working on a secret or a, um, a young Avengers <laughs> and they're going to start pulling them together in a fun way. Well, if only you could like de-age Jeremy Renner and have a younger Hawkeye of some sort. I know. If only, and maybe even a younger Black Widow to fill in the spots there too. I know. Yeah, yeah. By the way, I, did you guys catch that Kamala's mom? What she calls Fury? No, I don't. Nicholas. I saw that. I, <laughs> I love it. I also like that on Alonda. She's a great where, actress. I love her. Mom. I know. I love her. But I love on Alonda where they get there and they the singing planet and Carol's a princess. Yes, she is a like, Disney princess. She go. is she is a at least bisexual Disney oh, princess. Val- oh, they have with the Valkyrie thing. There was a right, there was talk that there was supposed to be something more there that they cut. Yeah. Like I don't know if they're gonna make her like full on if she's actually a lesbian or yeah. she's not, but that at the very least we know that she d- did have a relationship with Valkyrie. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's there, one of the things that one of the things I think is the underrunning theme throughout this movie is that we finally get kind of an explanation about why Carol never came back. Yeah, because she the made guilt. so many sins that she ran away, and that's and, why I think they could do the alcoholic storyline with her, based it only on that piece maybe. of the trauma of the but guilt like that, that she, she felt. Back. I like that she came back. I think she's going to process it better than doing that. that, that oh, I'm story. sure they will. There's, I mean, there's no way they're going to make her an alcoholic, like a hardcore alcoholic, but they that would be the only way I think you could do it in the MCU and it makes sense, but they'll totally never do it. Also, when Goose has the litter, mm-hmm. there is a moment where I was like, oh, it's aliens. It's what it is. It's aliens. Oh yeah, they were totally like like, the eggs, and then of course we finally got the. That's the AMC popcorn bucket, by the way. Also, we the forking egg. Hey, we finally Mm -hmm. got a cinematic version of Cats the Musical done right. (laughs) When we get to listen to Memory as they use the forking to swallow the crew members, in order to get them off the station with only one escape pod. That's what you got to do, though. Sometimes you just gotta get eaten by. A tentacle cat, Eric. That's the popcorn bucket. That's uh, fun. It's a very Adorable. weird popcorn bucket. Um, I like the 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 singing planet. I like all the different spots we jump to. I like Brie that... Larson. By the way, great singer. Scott Pilgrim uh, versus oh, yeah. the world, right? And she's in that. Mm-hmm. A great singer. But yep. then Brie Larson or uh, Captain Marvel, the singer, horrible. Horrible song. Horrible, <laughs> horribly written so, song. Horribly so written song. You, Brie Larson, for singing badly yeah. and making me believe that that's how you sung. Yeah. Oh. What is it when they get to that point? You know, it's interesting. Or how I you think, sing? What was it? I was talking about the. Um, I, I'm looking at some of my notes here, and I was like, when they're going after Earth's Sun, and I like that they basically have to realize that there has to be another way, and of course, the two bangle thing immediately kills. What's her name? Obviously, mm-hmm. you not everybody can wear those. Yeah, but except for Quasar, you got to be marvelous. 
well, you better be a certain type of person, apparently. Yeah, Quasar and end will up be ripping able to. a hole in space time, which is how we end up losing Monica. Yeah, but I want to say I want to jump back to this, and you might have mentioned a second ago when Rachel was texting me. Um, so my apologies to both of you um, for that. I love the Monica learning to use her powers, and Nick, you see Miss Marvel falling from the sky, and Nick Fury is just like, "Go get her." Like, you better do it. Nick doesn't know she can fly, by the way. Nick's just like, just go get her. What if Nick was wrong? And then no. when she gets her, and then the body, <laughs> the body switch happens, then and when Nick's like, oh, it's just Carol. No, that, I have that written down. It's like, oh, cool, it's Carol. Yeah, like, that is just one of those moments. Oh, and I want to tie back to something from our Miss Marvel episode. We were um, discussing, I think it was you, John, who was like, and the effects don't look good for her powers and i was like i wonder if yeah, that was a choice that. or not and this movie would determine it yeah. they look exactly like they did in the yeah. tv show so it was actually a choice so that, that, they... that confirms that that's how her powers look so that's, that's yeah fine. and i appreciated like the connected like they could have a show like done stuff to it but i appreciate that they kept it I like that when they're when everything goes down afterwards, Carol then finally does what she should have done to begin with, and she goes and fixes the problems. Yeah, like she fixes their son. Yeah, that's she, her. That's her growth as the character yeah. is is um, all that. And poor Amon when she comes back and Monica's dead, like mm. the heartbreak on her is just. Like you can see it. Like yeah. well, she's just she's a broken she, child. We think she's we don't know what happened to her. By the way, there's a well scene, that's why I was said to, to Miss Marvel, other, she's dead. Yeah. Well, yeah, but like the thing is there's a scene in there when they're go when they go when they at the end where the other bangle vanishes. I'm like, where I was about to actually ask, what do we I think you had pointed that out to me. Yeah, what does happen to the other bangle? I have no idea. I kind of need to rewatch this movie to find out what happens to the other bangle. Does Monica have it? No, that's the thing. The, the I have no idea. That's the, that's one of those. That's a plot hole that I'm going to have to wait for them to explain to me. Uh, yeah, that's going to have to add to the plot holes for the long term. But I mean, I, no, I specifically noticed that she only had one of them again, and then hmm. I thought it was interesting that Ma, that Carol finally like stays. Yeah, Carol the decides she to was. Stay. She was very itinerant, and now she's finally decided. No, she's going to stay. Earth, they they could be using her to now that she understands teamwork they could mm -hmm. be using her to be what's going to reform the avengers possibly they could let her be it, the it, it they do seem to be kind of hinting at that already right yeah i mean she leads the avengers for a while in the comics during secret wars which goes horribly wrong well she actually was when she, when she was still kept not she was still wearing her um her miss marvel suit the second mm -hmm. one she actually was the team leader during when they were the mighty Avengers during the initiative when Tony Stark put her in charge of the team. Yeah. So she's been, a, she's been, a, she's been the leader a couple times. Yeah. Um, I want to say, I love back to the, the space station and the pair. I, so I love the fight in the house oh, yeah. and Kamala's house and like the chaos and the family trying to react and Kamala, what have you done? Um, like all of the the stuff, I but I love when her dad's up there on the space station and trying to sell insurance. Life insurance, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's such a great scene. You know what he is? He has the Glenn Gary Glenn Ross mentality of always closing. He is He's always always closing. closing. It's so good. Oh my god, this movie just. I, makes I, me I do so like happy. the fact that we then set up Kamala at the end to basically be a recruiter. 
Yeah, she's using the tech that she kind of like saw by accident oh, too. She took from the station. She obviously ran away with it. Yeah, so that she could um, recruit who? So we know she's got Kate Bishop. Wonder who go else after, she's gonna? Well, she's going after Ant Man's daughter too, Cassie. Yep. We know, to, those, but, we know those two are mentioned. So but those are the only two. But she I can't think, know. Think, she no. can't know about Wiccan and um, I Speed. Think, I think Agatha Harkness's show Ooh. is going to bring them back. All well, Agatha's for sure bringing Wiccan back, yeah. but we haven't seen Speed in there. But no. where I mean, I, I'm going to be very curious to see who all she's going to pull together. True. It'll be it'll be fun. I think it was a nice way of kind of setting things up, and then of course we get to Monica. Yep, waking up, and that was the that was the tag, right? That was if I'm not mistaken. That was the immediate the end tag was was um was was her waking up, up and her yeah, mom's and then, there. Yeah, yeah, and that's like a reverse of what happened yeah. when she woke up from the blip. And at first, you see that suit. Okay, so I want to know from Eric because I I kind of know how you would have thought because I was shocked. What just talk about Monica's mom? What did you think when she woke up and you saw her in that suit? I thought, so I thought this was just, hey, we're introducing something, right? I obviously thought that like, oh, she's back. This maybe is a different universe. She's been transported. Mm -hmm. And obviously that kind of happened. Right. But I did think she was still her mom. All right. Now, I'll, I'll, I'll go to Eric first and then I'll go to John. What did you think about the next reveal? Like the big, oh shit, reveal. That was fucking great. I I was I was I was just giddy, a little big smile across my face, you know, just kind of like holy shit, they're doing it. Like here it is, here it is, right? This is this is it. This is the first. John, what did you? We even, yeah. we even get a Charles Xavier reference. Awesome. Yes, and then of course we see Bond and has both quantum bands. Not only do we get a Charles reference, we get a X door from X Men yep. the original ones. Mm-hmm. Like X Men one, two, and you know, three, um, in the background. Wait a minute, was she wearing the quantum bands? She was. I swear that was them. She was wearing uh, the bangles. I, I don't remember. Was. I don't remember her wearing. I'm. I need to see the movie. And so I saw this on the cruise ship, and I I kept wanting to go back into the movie theater. I tried to time it so I could go in just to watch that final scene again, where we see not just Beast, not just Kelsey mm. Grammer's Beast. But they actually do the X-Men 97 look for him. Like his face is different than yeah. he was in the movie. He's got the costume, it's, right? It's, it's I mean, obviously it's obviously a different universe than the X-Universe that we saw originally. Oh, yeah. But it's very close. Right. I mean, it, it easily sets up where they could do um, where they could do AVX with this one, where like mm-hmm. maybe they are afraid that the X-Men are going to do something horribly wrong or that the um, Avengers are going to do something horribly wrong. Yeah, she's wearing the bangles. I told you. I, I caught it. Yeah. She's wearing both of them too. So Yeah. I mean, and she, it blends in with her costume enough that... She, she is definitely super-powered. Like, yeah. Massive. If she's wearing both of those, that is, yeah. a, that is a massively powerful character. <laughs> like, um, so you, th- this is where you need Gaia to come in, the only one to stop them. Um they they could easily do like maybe an incursion happens and god i wish eric could mm, maybe there's an incursion <laughs> that happens and they blame the avengers for it somehow 
because maybe someone who works with the Avengers causes one by accident. It could be Doctor Strange's fault. And so that's what maybe, especially what we just, what I just saw today. Maybe the Avengers, maybe the X Men, you know, need to come in and stop something from happening. Eric Eric earmuffs. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He's kidding. (laughs) Uh, But they, they could. They could, I mean, they are setting up. I wouldn't be surprised if Avengers 4 King Dynasty shifts to Avengers AVX and then all of a sudden Secret Wars is still Secret Wars. You can use, you know, a greater threat comes in to save the day. None of us so. complained. So. No, no, none of us complained. No. I actually saw a thing, uh, like a rumor conspiracy like on online of one easy way to do it for secret invasion is just instead of having kang have become the beyonder just have the beyonder just come in and be like oh all of you are at the council of kang oh you're all dead now and then just be the greater threat to Mm -hmm. to do it but Mm -hmm. there we go there we go that is that is the marvels ladies and gentlemen that's the marvels we love the Marvels. I love the Marvels. Oh, I can't speak for them. I can't wait to see. I can't wait till it comes out and I'm, so I can watch it again. Same. I really want to watch it again. Um, yeah. Like right now, I'd be very happy to just stop and. I know. Even I know though it's two or twelve thirty in the morning, I would totally rewatch it right now. <laughs> it helps that it's a tight movie. It that is. It is a, a tight movie. It's a fun movie. It's a fun tight yeah. movie that just rolls. Yeah. So let's um let's do our. This is essentially our last um, ranking of these. When we do our little mini so we can do a quick little look back at um, what we thought of our rankings. But um, Mr. Eric, let's let's do you first because you just yeah, yeah, watched yeah. it. Um, and I just ranked them. <laughs> and you just ranked them. Um, didn't realize that, but thank you for um, letting me know. Yep. So um, probably Eric, let's... down a way to probably find the first. Let's do secret... Um, Let's do secret invasion. Where the fuck is secret invasion on your list? Uh, it's down da, da, da. there. I I didn't see it. Seventy six. It is number seventy six. Oh, there it is. Okay, it blends in too much with this one. I gave it two stars because it really fell off hard. Oh, I gave and, it two stars too. And it it like I've like I said when we were talking about it, you could get rid of it and no one be the wiser. I know. So, so it you know it's not relevant. Done? It's not good. It it doesn't really give me anything in terms of the characters it presents. You could have made it. It asserted it as in tags for several mm-hmm. movies, and it would have made just as much sense. Yes. <laughs> All right, and now for the other one, the Marvels. Um, what did you? Um, what was your stars for that? So that one. Uh, I gave three and a half stars. It was a flawed movie at times. It moved too fast. It didn't flesh out enough things. I really wanted more attention paid to the the villain, for example, in terms of fleshing out. It was an hour and a half, so I, I got to love a good short movie. Um, but that said, I gave it three and a half stars. It could have done better. I really enjoyed what, what I had from it, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and I put it at number 29 as a result. I love watching this again. It was so fun. Like the fight scenes alone and, and Kamala Khan's humor or Iman, uh, her humor, just fucking awesome. But I'd, yeah, I'd happily watch that. And again, it's a short ass movie. So I, I can watch that movie 
you know, most days and, you know, not really take up that much time. It's a background movie. If I wanted to be, it's fun. It's going to be a fun movie. That's my recommendation to everyone to watch it. Awesome. Mr. Evans. Yeah. So, um, are you on my list? You need to go down, go down, go down. I gave it to, I was counting them. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's down there near the bottom. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah, I give and it two stars. I give it the same ranking. I'm counting because so John's doesn't have the numbers like on Punisher, Elizabeth. I'm counting the actual. I like Punisher, where it is. War Room, <laughs> Venom, and Blade, and Hulk versus Thor more than this. I like the Dark Phoenix X Men movie better than this one. I will, I will say that. All right, so you yours oh. is it's seventy on oh. yours, by the way. I don't uh, know if I did that or not, I forget. I don't. I'm not. I'm so, a little higher than Eric, technically. I'm trying to see because my list is so wildly um, longer than yours. I'm trying to do the math to see does it percentage out to be roughly the same spot uh, when we get done with this. Uh, all right. So, John, what did you think of the Marvels? Marvels, I really liked. I, I agree with that. There are some flaws, but I mean, overall, it was a very enjoyable experience. I gave it four stars. I believe it's right there next to Thor: Love and Thunder. Thirty-one. Yeah. 31 on your list. I, I generally liked it. I liked what it did. If you had to tell me I could only have it or Secret Invasion, I would have just canceled Secret Invasion from the entire memory of the world. Um, <laughs> basically. Man, it, was a fun, you... it was a fun time. And I mean, the acting was great. I granted there could have been more story development. It would have been fun to have some of that. But the, at the end of the day, it is what it is. And I just, I enjoyed it. And Iman Vellani is, that girl is just so it's damn wonderful. cute. So damn cute. So wonderful. So talented. Just adorable. Like, you can't, like, watch her in anything and hate it. Like, you're just like, aww. <laughs> she's like, you know what she uh, is? She's, she's like a, she's like an adorable uh, cuddly like, puppy or kitty cat. You're like, aww. <laughs> Whatever you, sure. I also, agree. But that's not to say that she's also not also insanely talented though. So she warrants everything she gets. I agree. All right, so uh, my list, Secret Invasion. I want to keep in mind, I have 138 things on my list. <laughs> so um, like I said, I am trying. I was trying to do the math to kind of figure out roughly, are we all in agreement for this? So I give Secret Invasion two and a half stars. And it is number... You hate it this is, movie. <laughs> I like it. It is, <laughs> because I like it more just because I really think the first episode is so damn good. I really love that first episode. And Olivia Coleman is so great. Yeah. And there are bones there that I can be like, I can give you a half that's a star. The problem. There's bones. Because... There's not enough muscle or skin or uh Right. That's why I'm like, I can give half a I can give half a star for okay. like there is something there was there was something there. It just I don't know what you did. You left it in the sun too long. Um so oddly enough, so when you do the math on this um john is at 75 percent it's in down over 75 yeah eric is 85 i'm 50 percent because it's number 70 and i have 138 things on here he likes it the best of all of us i do like it the best but that's because you know there has to be something better than venom 2 um (laughs) so there's yeah all right so the Marvels, um, I give that four and a half stars, and it's number fifteen on my list. 
I really like it. It is just so much fun. It's just such fun candy that I can overlook flaws. Yes, there's flaws. Almost every movie has a flaw. Um, but I really enjoy it. There's just something fun and exciting about um, the Marvels. So there we go. Number 15 on my list. There you go. Nice. Uh, all right. So next week we will be talking about in our Marvel movie madness marathon. Oh, wait a minute. We're done with Marvel. Um, with the exception of what ifs, um, we will do, like I said, a special on what if um, we will record that as soon as as soon as Eric gets done with the last episode, we will record. And, then, and I promise you it will be a short one, ladies and gentlemen, like it'll be under an hour because we will just plow through. So there we go. All right. <laughs> so what are we doing next? We're, we're going to take a small little three week hiatus from a franchise and we're going to do some Scarlett Johansson movies. And the first one we're going to do, I'm only going to tell you the first one. You will find out the second one next week. So you will have to actually continue listening. Um, But in our Scarlett Johansson block, we will start off with The Prestige. And unfortunately, this one um, you will need to either purchase or rent. It is not available on streaming. Even though Just Watch will say it's on Paramount uh, Plus, I did look earlier today and it It is is definitely not there. So um, purchase or rent. But it is worth it. It is a good movie. Um, if you've never seen it, it's an underappreciated yeah, Christopher great. Nolan film. Yes, it is. It definitely is. So look forward to that next week. And uh, yeah. So where can you find us? You can find us um, at our Gmail at notfunnyguys.offreels at gmail.com. Write us a um, thing. Let us write us and let us know your thoughts on our MCU block, our really long MCU block, not just long time we were doing it but the long episodes now that we'll be doing one episode a piece or one movie a piece it'll be much shorter episodes i promise we're really at time um it'll be when we're not covering like five things at once it'll be way tighter so much tighter um if you're from france let us know what you think we really want to hear from you we really really want we to know in we fact have a, we have an astounding french audience we want to know where you guys are from in fact if you write us, I've got some digital codes. I will give you the first person who writes us in. The first person from France who writes in, of course. I will give you a digital code. Will it work on your iTunes? I don't know. I honestly don't. But I will give you a digital code. You can do with it what you will. <laughs> will it be Marvel related? It's possible. All right. Um, you can find us on the Insta at not underscore funny underscore guys underscore presents. On the Twitter, you can find us at Not Funny Guys Pod. On Blue Sky, the Not Funny Guys. You can find me at Vash Maxwell. Sorry, Vash underscore Maxwell on Twitter. Letterboxd Vash Maxwell. Look forward to my new list coming up. I'm going to do a Scarlett Johansson list, and then just start slowly ranking her movies. Uh, I don't have an Insta or any of that stuff. Oh, Blue Sky, um, Casey Franklin, Eric can be found over on Letterboxd. E-K-L-Y, and he'll be starting a new list too. What will that list be? I don't know, but I'm going to challenge him to start a new list. Um, <laughs> he was on, he is on the Insta at hot honey underscore comics, and we'll see how that goes this um, coming up year. Dr. John, where can they find you other than trying to get your tenure at a university? <laughs> uh, you can find me over on Instagram at esoteric underscore by underscore design. You can find me on letterbox at esoteric underscore Evans. Uh, and you can find me on Substack at Esoteric by Design at Substack.com. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you mm-hmm. um, to both of you for doing this MCU journey with me. 
thank you for uh, being there this very tough and crazy ass year. Um, I definitely appreciate it. I appreciate you both. And um, thank you, audience, for listening to our unbelievably long podcast. Not our Godfather length podcast, though. Nothing will ever beat that. But thank <laughs> you for listening to our long um, podcast. I promise you, I promise you, now that we are done with the MCU, they will be much shorter because we are never, I think we can all agree, we are never doing two movies and one podcast again. Um, maybe two single TV episodes, but nothing past that. Uh, so thank you, thank you all for that. So, mm-hmm. with that, happy new year, happy 2024. And with that, we would like to say good night. Good night, good night, everyone. Welcome back, true believers, to another exciting episode of the Not Funny Guys Presents Off the Reels, the internet's number one podcast on public library recommendations on quantum jumping and invasive replacement. This is episode 90, and today we're excited to talk to you, the listener, for seemingly the last official time about the MCU's Secret Invasion and the Marvels. We're willing to ask the tough question, like... How do you get rid of a massive litter of flurkins? Hmm? I want to know. We're your favorite ne'er-do-wells, the Not Funny Guys. I'm your host, Casey. Finally, God, fuck. So close to doing it on the first attempt. <sighs> Sorry, I'm restarting a second. Wait, for the new movies, or for the movies of 2023, can it be Marvel? If you would like it to be Marvel, you can do Marvel. I chose it. Can be whatever you want. What I've seen. It's mostly what I've seen too. Every one of the movies I'm going to list that I'm on my list, I did not see in theaters. But I could have picked Rocky if I had wanted to because I had never seen it till this year. So it would have been a move, a high rated movie for me. However, Rocky sucks. So it did not make the list. I think most of mine actually came out either this year or late last year. Yeah, and I didn't count anything that I had seen before. So if I'd seen it like Endgame, not going to be counted as. No, I also counted things I had not seen before. Yeah. All right, let's try this again. And I need to make one quick adjustment because it sounded like we're not doing any more podcasts. Let me just correct this. Let's see. There, that'll correct that. All right. All right. Uh, round 12. Is it okay if I use the... I should stay away from replacement theory, right? Well, maybe. <laughs> Just a little bit? Should not? Okay. Because <laughs> there's almost a replacement theory joke in there. Use will not replace us. Make it... Make, oh, no. use make, a, joke, make, a, make a joke about... Um, it was going to be about secret invade... It was going to be about secret invasion, invasive for invasion, invasive replacement theory was what I was going to say. Body snatching, body snatching. Invasive body snatching replacement theory? No, just not that part. Oh, well, then then invasive body snatching. Okay. All right. I like replacement because they're replacing. All right, here we go. Welcome back, true believers, to another episode of the fucking fuck fucks. Use 
Go to the places. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I almost said it. Ex- I'm just quoting John ex- there for anyone who's still listening. <laughs> all right, here we go. Got it this time. 